we are live. Hey, Concrete. Hey, hey, hey. Happy hump day. Girl, that part. What's good with it? How's it going? How is your week going? What's good? What's tea? Ciao, glad it's hump day. Getting ready to um do some stuff over the weekend, going to see my in-laws. Oh. So I'm excited about that. Yes, um, I bet you are. Um yes. girl, you are enjoying your summer, baby. You got something to do every weekend, and I ain't mad at it. Listen, honey, um, these weekends be action-packed. Um I don't know. I would say I've always kind of had a social calendar, but damn. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all you, I had a, I used to have a very busy social calendar, I would say, but and literally I was working, juggling multiple jobs and still being very social. But like when the pandemic happened, I feel like I became less social. I'm not extremely mad at it. Like, because I also my both of my daughters live a nice distance away from me. So at least like once or twice a week, like I'll meet up with them and we'll meet up for lunch or brunch or, you know, Atlantic Station. We do something. So twice a week. No, we'll, I meet up with them together. Twice <laughs> um, a week. So no, typically just once a week. So like they my <laughs> youngest daughter usually will come over here one or two times a week. But I will meet up outside of the house just like once a week. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah, we'll yeah. So between that and um just doing house stuff and hanging out with hubby and like I'm good with just hanging out with my friends maybe twice a month. <laughs> you know, I may meet up with one friend at the beginning part of the month and one friend at the end of the month or something like that. And that that works well with me. I, I'm good with that. I think um it's crazy because I have quite a few people that I know um mm -hmm. in the a like quite a few people mm -hmm. and so um it's like people that i was real real cool with back in school mm -hmm. um people that i like really had like straight bonds with like my um quote quote brothers here um he's not my real brother but he's he, he should be <laughs> mm -hmm. um he's here uh, my best friend sister's here and she was my old uh roommate after i got out of the military okay. um we lived together for a minute and then i just have a lot of classmates that are here that i was really really cool with back in school that stayed like one girl stayed around the corner for me we're real cool so it's just been like then curlin has friends here mm -hmm. so it's like um it's rare that we don't have uh something to do some, on the weekend. something that we could do now okay i'll say that curlin and i do like our alone time and yeah we'll, we'll family time just with <laughs> you kids know? chilling right 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 yeah yeah, we'll ride out. Um, but shout out to Uncle Stu, the old man on the block. Thank he you, says, thank salute, you. Salute, showing love and support. Thank you both for everything. We um, really appreciate you so it, Uncle much, Stu. Uncle Stu. We really appreciate you. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, what's tea? Or wait a minute, uh, did you have anything else to add as it relates to how your week's doing, going, and um, what's been going on with you? No. Okay, okay, okay. That's about it, child. You know, just trying to stay out the fray, honey. Girl, and stay out the heat because in Atlanta, baby, like today, I think it got up to like 102 in some areas, and that's without the heat index, like dangerously hot. I had to run some errands and I hurried up and ran my butt back in this house. 
Um, so yeah, um, my, we were going out to like dinner and drinks for my daughter's birthday tomorrow. So oh, I need very to nice. run out and, yeah, do some last minute stuff for that. But um, yeah, I'm the baby. Let me tell you some brown sugar melts. So I was trying to make it back to the house and I did. So a child, that part, cause it do. Mm. Yes. Um, but what's tea? What's going on? What's what's going on out in the streets, child? girl? Your boy was back in court. Who? Bill Cosby. Oh gosh, here you go. <laughs> Your boy. Mm-hmm. You remember when he was at the Playboy Mansion and mm-hmm. Hugh was bringing all them young girls around and shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, Bill Cosby was like, hell yeah, <laughs> Bill Cosby was. <laughs> Copping fields and touching on them and rubbing on them and paying them off and shit. And then they'll be like, okay, if you give me $500,000, I won't ever say anything about it forever. I won't say anything about it forever. And you know what? He'll sign off on it. You know what, little Susie, you can get these $500,000. And he gave him a pudding pop and they went on their way. Don't, don't listen. You ain't got to do Bill Cosby. What? He did. Listen. Mm-mm-mm. Then, then mm-hmm. what had happened was 47 motherfucking years later, yeah. she looked on TV and saw Bill Cosby mm-hmm. charged in California. Wait mm-hmm. a minute, you mean I could still come forward with a claim? <laughs> after I didn't took the pay, after I didn't pay for my new uh-huh. after I paid for this BBL. She sure did. So Mm-hmm. What I want to know from you, should the statute of limitations run out, especially if the person has received payment? So um, I work in an arena where, uh, you know, the statute of limitations plays a role in you know, what the business that I work in. So in my career field, we, you know, look at the statute of limitations in reference to, you know, some of the things that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that it's necessary. I think that statutes are necessary, um, especially when it comes to civil suits. Um, if we gonna do away with statutes, then baby, what's, what's tea with the reparations? We should be able to get together and sue several of these businesses that are still in existence that benefited from slave labor and or insured um, human, human products. So I, I think that it's necessary to be completely honest. I think that um, it, it gives it, uh, it, it ensures that there is, you know, structure to the way in which, you know, suit is filed. Uh, it gives a time limit and depending upon the state that you live in, that time limit will vary. And that doesn't mean that um, you have, things have to be settled within that time frame, but you do have to at least file suit in a court of law before that statute expires. And then that can give you an extension. And if it takes five years or whatever, in order to put your case together, in order to move forward, then, you know, so, so be it. But I personally am in favor of statutes of limitations. Okay. Um, so I thought about that, right. And the problem i have is if the person was paid if you are paid and and this person if this person committed a crime against you and you said 
y'all agreed y'all signed contracts non-disclosures whatever y'all signed back then and you said okay if you pay me i won't say anything then you get to go your way i'm gonna go mine and i feel like if that's the thing that's done then okay if the person was paid off, I do think like if you're paid off, you don't get to keep rehashing, reopening and revisiting this thing, even though you were a victim, even though. Right. But. If that person wasn't paid off, then I do think there shouldn't be a statute of limitations because um let's say the person wasn't paid off and let's say the person is still out doing the other other party is still out doing it and if a person comes forward i i do think in some ways that should be honored but if you were paid off i have real real live issues with you coming forward and saying that oh well yeah i took this five hundred thousand dollars or i took this million dollars um, I said I wasn't going to say anything because the money was worth more than whatever, you know, than his prosecution. Then mm -hmm. it's like you you did take payment in exchange for going through that traumatic experience. You were paid off for that. And yeah. it's a it's an interesting thing because it's like you almost can't quantify somebody's pain. But if you sign on a dotted line and say, hey, I accept payment for ABCD, then to me, you shouldn't get get to be able to come back and say yeah ABC. um typically when there is a resolution um the claim or whatever you're alleging has been resolved so that ends it um typically if a payment is made because you're suing someone you are required to sign a release and within that release there is going to be verbiage to specify that you can cannot come back and um you can't come back and, and, you know, seek compensation that you are being fairly compensated. You agree to this compensation and you cannot come back at a later date to. So that nullifies the statute because there's been a resolution. However, right. that like if if that means like if you say that, you know, there shouldn't be any kind of statute of limitations, that means I can invite you over to a barbecue. We are grilling and having a good time. You trip and fall down my stair and um, you injure yourself and you say the stair was loose. And 30 years from now, you can say, I'm feeling pain in this ankle. I remember 30 years ago falling at Concrete House. So I'm going to file a suit against her. And I may not even own the house anymore. There may not, mm. like evidence might not have been secure because I didn't know. Like that's another reason why it's important to have a statute of limitation because mm -hmm. it will allow the party that you're accusing to, um, it'll allow them a sufficient amount of time to ensure that they have any kind of supporting evidence to um, defend against the claim that you're making. If you're saying 30 years from now, like Bill Cosby, I'm sure he can't remember where he was on. And then the interesting part about that is that she switched the dates in which it happened. Originally, she said it mm. happened in 74. Then she came back later and the paperwork that she filed said it happened in 75. Like you don't even have your own dates together. Memory mm. state, there aren't witnesses around. Like it's a lot of issues with not having any statute for you being able to prove your case. And for the person that you're alleging committed <clears throat> this uh, crime against you, for them to be able to defend against it. So that's yeah. why it should be. Yeah, it, it, to me, it's crazy as hell because if he, uh, now keep in mind, 
you know, he's had a lot of legal troubles and he's went through all of this, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, my other question is, is how come um, Hugh Hefner or his estate yeah. has not been sued um, as the responsible party for mm. these things happening on their property on that estate? How come that estate hasn't been sued and why do they continue uh, to villainize? That's Bill a great Cosby. question. That yeah. is a great freaking question. Um, but the, I will say too, when we talk about civil cases, you only have your burden of proof that you have is like just a preponderance of the evidence, 51%. So you don't have to have concrete evidence as you would in a criminal court proceeding. So that, you know, there's, you have a, a um, leaner degree to, to, to which you have to prove that what you're saying is true. I, I would be interested. And I went through and read the transcript from his um, criminal trial. I would be interested to know what kind of supporting evidence she had. Like what, what evidence did you have? The friend who you allege was with you when you went there. So that is, you know, um, one person statement. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you didn't even, uh, especially if that friend supported your initial claim, they supported a claim that wasn't even on the right date because you had the year wrong um, and you're in the age that you were also wrong. So I would be interested to know what kind of evidence she had. But again, keep it in mind that she doesn't have to that, you know, the burden of proof is low. There's a lower threshold for civil cases than there is for criminal cases. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she was awarded five hundred thousand dollars, no punitive damages. Um, you know, he got it, but I'm sure he'll probably likely appeal it. Yeah, as he should. Um, but then I, you know, it's such an interesting thing when you talk about um people that have experienced those traumas and I'm like okay either you want prosecution or you want money or if you're able to get both you know do what you have to do but you know the thing to me is it's 47 years later mm -hmm. 47 whole mm -hmm. years later and you know you've moved on with life I don't know how that woman's life turned out but apparently you know the money was worth everything that she went through and if you're saying yeah. that the money is ever worth everything that you went through or whatever you signed was worth everything that you went through then yeah. it, to me it, it's definitely a slippery slope for you to be able to come back and say well since everybody getting paid you know let me just yeah. let me throw it out there too so i you know I, I i thought about that and then um with the woman that accused emmett till of mm -hmm. assault and nothing has ever happened to this woman and a man actually died. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and the, a child was killed in the most deplorable way. Um, you know, they ran up into his grandfather's house and like literally, um, you know, beat this child. So he was unrecognizable. Like one of the, one of the most monumental, um, deaths of our time, you know, it wasn't even in our time, but that we know of that happened, um, you know, to a black child in the South. So mm -hmm. I, it is very interesting that she came out and admitted that she lied 
for, which even if she did not lie, his death wasn't justifiable. If she, he whistled at her or looked at her, whatever she said he did, um, that wasn't a justifiable reason to kill him in the first place. We didn't Thanks. even need her to admit that she lied. But now that she admitted that she lied, charges can be brought against her as well as her family who um, is alleged to have, you know, um, killed this child. But, you know, they'll say that, oh, well, you know, that happened so long ago and Miss Millie is too old and she probably don't even remember saying all that. And, you know, the fact that she actually came forward and admitted this, it's like, so y'all just going to sit here and let her, y'all ain't going to do nothing? Right. <laughs> I got nothing to say. And there's no statute of limitations for death. So there's statute of limitations for a lot of, you know, most criminal things and then, of course, civil cases. But there is no statute of limitation on, you know, pursuing um, someone um, as a result of, you know, someone being murdered. So, but being that she wouldn't likely be charged with, with murdering him because she didn't commit the actual act. She, she should be should accessory be. So she before should the be. fact? Yeah, she should be. She was, her lie is what initiated the, the entire incident. But um, I, the, the reason that this lady was able to sue is California revised their law on the statute of limitation yep. for like rape claims. So yep. um, that's why she was able to sue. But typically um, there is a statute of limitations and for most states, I believe it's 15 years. And then the statute of limitations for civil cases, I think the highest, uh, and I can't even remember what state, it ranges from one to six years um, for civil cases. So yeah. Um, yeah. But with that uh, revision, they also revise, I think, um, their civil suit relating to uh, sexual crimes. Um, Eisen says she should be charged with accessory to murder. You Ooh, are absolutely right. Ooh. She should be. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, do you have any tea, girl? Because I do want to talk about that ratchet ass Amanda Seals. First yeah, of all, do you buy into Amanda Seals? What do you think? Um, well, no, I, I mean, I'm not a fan. I'll, I'll say that. I thought it was just me. I'm not a fan. No, um, not at all, but go ahead. Well, they said Big Manda was talking greasy about Kevin Samuels. Um, I heard that too, and I didn't get a chance to check. I think she did an interview with somebody where Kevin was mentioned and she had a negative response, but I didn't even hear what she said. I didn't listen to it. I haven't listened to it yet. Let's, uh, you want to take a review of it? Yeah, we can go ahead and um, pull it up real quick. Okay, hold on. Share screen. Bam. Bam. All right, let's take a listen. Okay. Relationships on surface things yeah. versus grounding them in the depths of our spirit. That made me think about um, Kevin Samuels. Why? Why do you think about Kevin Samuels? In terms of, in terms of what I think he, I wasn't subscribed. So for the record, I wasn't one of his. I was going to say, you better put a disclaimer quick. I'm not one of his followers. Um, but when I do talk to people that have been in tune with his messaging, it does seem from the outside he was trying to, I guess, uh, what's the word, balance out the the criticism, kind of even the playing field. Is that what he was trying to do? 
in in her. I'm glad I stopped it right there. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I I didn't agree with everything that Kevin. Um, I didn't agree with all his messaging, but I do think he did have um some passion and some concern the way the black community was turned out and i do think a lot of his focus was on um men men having a voice and men not being ignored anymore what are your thoughts on that so far um um she hasn't said much i mean she she's kind of i guess pushing back on his assertion that kevin was trying to bring some levity and balance to uh the discussions regarding relationships but um you know, I've been clear in my uh, viewpoints in that they do not, I don't agree with everything that Kevin says and our views don't always align. Um, but I do think that he was right about some things. And yeah, I, I, you know, I think that there were some things that he was on the money about. Um, but I definitely don't agree with all of his rhetoric or all, all of his ideologies. Um, but then again, I am of the mindset that, you know, I believe that we should be free thinkers and that there's nobody who you should, you know, um, hang on to their every word and, and agree with all of their ideologies, especially for the sake of simply agreeing or seeming to be agreeable or because, um, you guys seem to share, you know, similar schools of thought. Um, there are people I have friends that I'm very close to and we have similar thought processes and similar values and I don't agree with everything that they say. So, you know, Thanks. yeah. Right. All right. Inside of men who, let me put this in, let me put this right. Black men, we are raised in a matriarch society. You're not raised in a matriarchal society though. That's it, false. I mean, just because you're raised by a woman doesn't mean you're raised in a matriarchal society. In our in our community, I was raised by a single mother. In a patriarchal society. Okay, but in my experience, this is my experience. No, but I'm telling you, like your experience doesn't change the society that we're in. Okay. Even though you were raised by a woman, she's raising you within a patriarchal framework. Fair. What I let me try to express. Women aren't lead like she wasn't raising you within a space where women are leaders that are revered mm -hmm. and like that you should aspire. I think what yeah, he was I, trying I, to I say is that uh, it's a matriarchal community within a patriarchal society. We don't have a matriarchal society, so she's right in that. But the black community tends to be matriarchal. Um, so the community, and you can have a subsection of a society that uh, have, plays by their own rules. We see it all the time with the Jewish communities, Little China. Like we see these communities within a larger society, you know, that are part of that framework, but they have their own rules that they play by. And that is very possible. And it happens every day. And the black community would be an example of that. Yep. Yep. Let's go. Like, that's not what we're in. I'm just laying up what I think these brothers are coming from. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Where you, okay. <laughs> it's not me. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> and I think that... I despise them. I think that those brothers who don't maybe have the strongest self-esteem or the strongest awareness of how to lead um, a woman in a healthy way um, at times maybe felt pushed to the side, felt discredited, because they didn't have a certain status 
And I think with a guy like Kevin Samuels, they gravitated towards him because he was now holding women accountable more than we've ever really seen it. It wasn't delivered the best, but I can that only from the outside look at it. That is completely false. That is, I'm going to have to go completely against that. Okay. Um, so why do you think people were listening I think this, I, people were listening to him because we're in a f***ed up society <laughs> and he was confirmation bias for their f***ed upery. Mm -hmm. That's why. The same reason that people are mad at me because I'm affirming a truth that's inconvenient to their <laughs> right. So they're. It's so interesting um, that she's disagreeing with that. Although it was confirmation bias, I think that outside of rap music, think of of other ways that men were talking and discussing their problems about women out in the public outside of rap music you know of any other things um maybe in the barbershop no because even in the barbershop it's more like for shooting the breeze not necessarily discussing their problems no i can't think of any outside of rap music right and in rap music i think rap music uh highlighted a certain subculture of of women at least it was a subculture back then I think that the culture now is kind of blended where everybody is everybody. Everybody knows somebody that does some fuck shit, right? Um, being that society has kind of come together and now you can see everything in real time and men are actually able to have a voice. Now we don't want the men to talk bad about us, but we've been able to disparage men in, on television, all over the media, um, in our music as well. Um, so I, I just think that that's interesting that to me, she doesn't want them to have a voice or to say or to point out what they've been seeing and how they felt. And then when the guy made the point of like it being like guys with low self-esteem and mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, to me, it's kind of trying to relegate the whole uh, mental sphere to uh, incels. And I don't think that's absolutely, I think that's absolutely false. Yeah, I think she's attempting to invalidate the space and invalidate Kevin and like literally even just won't even give credence to why people were listening to him. I mean, why the hell do you think people listen to you? Like, what what is it about you that you think that you are saying something so thought provoking that would require, you know, that people would tune in to listen to you? I, I'm sure that, you know, literally people listen to him and he amassed a following because clearly people agreed on some level with what he was saying or wanted to wanted to uh, glean more understanding from his messaging. Um, I think that, yeah, there is an entertainment. There was an entertainment element to what he did and that might have been a percentage of his audience but i also think that he was articulate you know eloquent he was able to um you know be captivating in a way but also i think that it was the messaging um in addition you know he came up through a male space so male uh, males within the space agreed with his talking points um, at least some of them. Uh, and that is why, you know, they were interested in what he had to say. I think that later on when his platform became uh, became more diverse, there were women who agreed and or women who thought that he might be 
batshit. And they wanted to challenge his his um, ideologies um, uh, in some way or another. But I don't think the majority, I think, I don't think that it was just like, oh, there's nothing else to do. And we just live in such a dysfunctional society. So anybody who listens to you or who follows you or who agrees with your commentary or your content must be delusional. Like that bitch, she's making me feel some type of way. Mm-hmm. I don't want to feel some type of way. And who the f- is she to make me feel some type of way? But mm-hmm. the way you feel that I'm making you feel mm-hmm. is because it's a truth that you know. Mm-hmm. But you have to deal with it, and you're not ready to deal with it. Because if you deal with it, it's, it's going to bring up a whole bunch of other shit. Because she just contradicted herself. Because she was saying that that's why people are listening to her and that's why people are listening to Kevin because he's making them feel some type of way. But then she ended with, um, you're only feel, uh, it's only making you feel some type of way because it's the truth and you know it. So in that case, what Kevin was saying was the truth and they knew it. So that's why they were listening, not because they were delusional or where we live in a dysfunctional society. It was the truth because that's what she is alleging about her messaging. And she's using that to um, respond to the question of why people listen to Kevin. So she just contradicted herself. That you have to deal with. And you don't necessarily have the support system around you or the tools to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. And that is the fault of our whole social network, right? But this idea of holding women accountable. Mm-hmm. It's a to me. It's a false equivalency. Because it sound the reason why he came up is because you said that, and this is only me seeing clips like highlights of his work. Oh, I've seen a lot. Okay, so you you're probably more of an expert in this space than me, but it did seem like you were saying the thing of like women having these like crazy expectations that they don't necessarily apply to themselves, and it felt like he was trying to do the same thing from the clips I saw. But the thing is, is that I'm, I'm basing that on value systems, mm-hmm. integrity, mm-hmm. right? Your ethics. Mm-hmm. He's basing that on materialism, mm-hmm. uh, on your outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Danny? Girl, I hit the mute button. I was just talking. Um, I was saying that it's interesting that she's saying that, especially within her line of work and what she has to do to go through auditions and everything is based on a lot of people's physical appearances in Hollywood and Hollywood especially. So she knows exactly what it's like. But then we have seen... Um, Not to say that you can't get whatever man, but nine times out of 10, um, if you are, if you do look a certain way um, and you, you're a certain size, you may not get as much attention. And it depends on your demographics too, because chunkier girls, thicker girls get more attention in the South than skinnier girls. But if you go West coast and you're, uh, chunky, you're probably not going to get as much attention. So we, we know that. And I think that he was saying like women, a lot of women put too much value 
a lot of women put too much value in looks and status and stuff like that. So I think that's a thing that works on both sides. And for then, then for him to be able to call it out, you know, a lot of people had problems with that. But to me, he called it out. Like you, you weigh over 400 pounds. You got four kids by four different men. And now you want a guy that makes over six figures and you want to be a stay at home wife now. Um, him being able to call that out and identify that and talk about the problems that though those type of situations have amassed, I don't, I didn't, you know, I, I, like I said, I didn't agree with everything that he said, but I think he had, he did have some great points about what's going on in American society. Um, I, I think that he focused heavily on physical appearance, but I do agree. I think that we, I don't even think it's just a man thing. I think that we are physical beings. I think that, uh, you know, our initial attraction starts with the physical. I didn't find, I don't find it problematic to challenge women to be the best version of themselves in any way, whether that be physical, you know, intellectual or otherwise. But um, I don't think that he strictly focused on physical because some of the things that he highlighted were about character, talking about women's bad attitudes, talking about, you know, the um, women who are have poor vagina management, um, mm. talking about like some of the things were things that would um, be reflective of your character, not just physical. So I, I wouldn't relegate his commentary to only physical, but he absolutely focused on physical. And, you know, the very first things that he asked were about, you know, your physical appearance. So I don't think, you know, but I don't, that wasn't the sum of his conversation. Right. Hold on. And on status. So, He's trying to, he was uh, doing what I think is a very big disservice to folks because he's, he's, a, he's aligning relationships on surface things yeah. versus grounding them in the depths of our spirit. Mm. And those surface things that he's, that he was, you know, basing things on ultimately end up being about greed. Hmm. and being about just things that don't carry you through when you really are dealing with life. Your looks, hmm. your money, your status. When your mom dies, what's that going to, like, it may mean that you can bury her in the coffin that you want. If your child is born with a disability, it may mean that you can get them the care that you want because you have some money, but mm -hmm. she'll talk to the lower frequency. Yeah, and I, now I feel like she's being hella disingenuous about <laughs> what really goes on in the hood, what really goes on in impoverished neighborhoods, what really happens at the schools. I think she's being very disingenuous if she's saying that, um, you know, yeah, you should base, don't get me wrong. Your relationships should be based on love, but they should also be based on, um, goals and being able to accomplish things and being able to move to different levels in life. I like, I, I feel like she's full of shit right now. What do you think? Um, I would say that, um, Personally, I don't think that everything he focused on was trivial. Um, I, I I wouldn't even consider 
um, discussing, you know, physical appearance and challenging black women to be in, you know, to take more pride in their physical appearance to be a trivial thing. Um, I would, uh, I would consider that to be fairly major. Like we black women, we, we, you know, we want the six, 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 you know, we want the man that's six feet tall, that has a six pack that makes six figures. Um, I, I don't think that it's trivial for men then to turn around and say, I want someone who is healthy, someone who is not obese, someone who is in shape, who cares about her appearance, who's going to work out, who's going to eat healthy. I wouldn't even consider that trivial. But then again, I go back to my earlier point where that wasn't the sole focus of the conversations he had. He did talk a lot about um, the attitudes that black women display, black women yeah. being dismissive. Even I, I wasn't a regular watcher of Kevin's content, but I've seen clips and I've actually, you know, um, watched videos went back and when we were doing a previous show on his and watched several of his videos where he was talking to women about um you know their own relationship problems and kind of giving some insight and challenging them to kind of reflect on their actions in some of those situations and it had absolutely nothing to do with um something that would be deemed trivial yep that so true. Um, shout out to Farron Williams. Um, thank you so much for the super sticker. Uh, we really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let me uh, press play. We're almost done. The high vibration is you. I, I mean, I'm emotional right now. The high vibration is you consistently challenging yourself to live in light. And all those things that he was talking about are not about that. It's not about that because you want to be with somebody that loves what's inside of you. This is a shell. Mm -hmm. Like you want to, you want to be, and you want to be with friends. Like that's really what it is. But we are in a society that is so focused on this outward appearance, image appearance, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm in a business that that's based on, right? Like in yeah. showbiz and Hollywood, like it's so much about like how you look. I remember Keenan Ivory Wayans like on Last Comic Standing, like telling Aida Rodriguez that her yellow dress was distracting from her telling jokes. <laughs> and I was like, that's a you problem, bruh. Like, that's a you problem. She's being funny and you talking about a yellow dress because you're attracted to her and you can't hear her funniness over your dick. All right. And that concludes our little presentation. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Um, I think that she's coming from a very idyllic place. I mean, yes, we absolutely should be um, aspiring to be, uh, you know, to walk in light, to, to you know, love in light and, you know, um, to, to uh, ascend, um, you know, uh, this plane and you know to essentially think on the deeper level and to to be um focused more on our humanness i guess is the best way to put it but um all of that aside you know that is a woman thing when you a lot of men 
don't even speak that language um, and they'll shut down when you talk to them about it. Oftentimes, even on this platform, when we talk, when we lead with I feel or when we talk about anything relating to spirituality, um, um, you know, esoteric things, um, you know, like they kind of zone out. Um, and I think that as women, um, it's important for us to understand that we have to compromise in communication too. So yes, we should be trying to be the best version of ourselves. And, and when she's talking about from a human standpoint, just, you know, strictly talking about character, but that should move beyond our character to us being the best version of ourselves physically too. Like we should be taking care of the bodies that, you know, the creator gave us. Like we should be, you know, trying, in addition, like we, that's extending your life. That's extending your time on this plane to be a better human, to be the best human that you can be by taking care of yourself and, you know, um, you know, taking care of not just your mental health, but also your physical health. That is a big part of it. If you're sluggish and, and you know, this comes from a person who has also struggled with weight problems and, you know, um, not so much as diet as much, but like exercising and, you know, ha has to challenge herself to be more physically active because I'm sedentary in my nine to five. And, you know, um, so, uh, uh, but um, even with all of that being said, I do understand the importance of challenging myself to be uh, in better physical health. Like if you're overweight, you are feeling sluggish, that can affect your mental, it can affect your you know, ability to uh, want to go out and be social, to um, you know, uh, do things that will actually prevent you from becoming anxious and having anxiety and becoming depressed. And like literally you will lock yourself in the house and you know, eat yourself into an oblivion because you don't want to go out and socialize. So literally there is a correlation. I say all that to say there's a correlation between taking care of that, your physical being and having better mental health and, you know, being a better, you know, steward of your humanness. And, you know, we can't ignore that. Danny? Hello, girl. I keep hitting that mute, hitting the mute <laughs> button and just talking. I lost my damn point, but <laughs> you made some good points. Um, I think with Amanda, I think Amanda uh is woke, woke, woke child, and yeah, I I think to a certain degree, it's like a lot of women buy into a lot of the shit that other women say, and we don't tend to look at other women's flaws as flaws. It's like. Um, we're more empathetic toward women than we are men. And, you know, we'll overlook a lot of shit that women do. Um, but we don't want the men to call it out. We never want the men to call it out. But yeah, that's where I'm I at. I agree. I think I have a problem. Like my problem with Amanda is, you know, she's a feminist. So she's come. When I hear the yeah. word feminist, when a woman says or it has feminist in her bio or she's like, I'm a proud feminist or even is wearing a shirt that says feminist. Um, I am. I immediately think that you're going to be one sided, that you're not open minded like I don't consider myself to be a mammy. I don't consider, I'm certainly not a feminist. Um, I am not pushing misogynoir. I am 
far more balanced. And I like to have conversations with balanced people. I tend to gravitate towards channels where the content creator is going to be balanced. It's hard for me to, you know, entertain people or listen to content that's just so one-sided that literally sounds like male hate, black male hate. And she is highly critical of black male. I feel some type of way about what she did to Myra Roll. I think that she owes that man a public apology. I think she was scandalous for that. And once I saw that, I unfollowed her and have, you know, I don't pay much attention to her content. But I also feel very strongly about those black woman hating channels. Like, I don't want to be in a space where all you're doing is spewing black woman hate or black male hate. And there's no room to have a discussion because you're not open minded. And all you see is red when you hear the term black male or black female. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Farron again. Farron said black women can't even call it out. Um, black women, excuse me, <laughs> black women. Farron, you are absolutely right. Um, if a black woman calls it out, she will also be ostracized. And that brings me to my next uh, talking topic, um, which is I've seen a lot of content creators talking a lot about pick me's later up. Uh, a lot and saying that pick me's want um the other side like uh, unalived and you know it's almost like they're saying that we agree to a point that we just we don't care about what happens to black women we just care about the men and i'm starting to see that narrative pushed and i was like damn so now the war is against pick me's because pick me's can empathize with men or how do you with the staying on cold thing and to me that's what it is it's like you can't call it out so you have to stay on cold but at what cost so we encourage a lot of sex work and then you do whatever you want to sis and you ain't doing you ain't doing nothing wrong you getting these niggas for their money you get into the bag then when these niggas turn around and do the shit that you don't want to happen to you not to say that they're not accountable for that but it's like if you point out them putting themselves in certain positions, then you're wrong. And then I'm like, so how far is the code? Like, we have to stay on code with everything that whoever says. I don't know. Um, I don't, I haven't seen like, I'm not sure specifically, like, uh, because I haven't seen like the content creators. I uh, guess kind of um, going at the pick. I mean, I've seen a few content creators that are literally essentially using the pick me mammy term uh, just as a shaming tactic for anybody who at any point in time has ever empathized with a black man for anybody who loves a black man is in relationship with a black man and is proud of that relationship who is boastful about their relationship who loves black men who um is has a healthy relationship with their black son and is advocating for them uh yeah i've seen people use that term as a shaming tactic um but i haven't seen like the actual like um discussion surrounding you know the use of the term yeah um but the fact that it's used to ostracize um we as black women are going to have things in common with black women period 
um, if any woman is telling you that she's grown up in American society and does not relate to black women, and there's definitely something wrong with that. But a woman being able to empathize with men um, shows that she does have some balance. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that everything that the man on spirit says is right, because, you know, we don't believe Absolutely that either. Not. But... Mm -mm. Um, having empathy for our brothers and then, you know, we expect that same empathy back. You see how that reciprocation works? You're empathetic toward them. They're empathetic towards you. And then you can move together. That's how it should build. be. That's how it should be. But if you empathize with men, then they automatically feel that you hate women or that you don't have any empathy for women. And it's like, no, I want you to be a responsible, grown adult that handles your business. Um, when you doing stupid shit and somebody calls that out, that's what happens when you do stupid shit as an adult. And yeah. so, yeah, well, that's where I'm at. I, first off, I wanted to say we, we haven't, um, um, we haven't stated points that support Bill Cosby. We literally just talked about the, uh, and from a general point of view, um, whether or not statute of, statutes of limitations should be enforced, whether or not, um, you know, having statutes of limitations and ensuring that those statutes remain um, is a, w w you know, is a benefit. Or if we support that, we haven't even stated our position on Bill Cosby. So, yeah. But um, I think that I'm people will find their that out loud because yeah. that's how shit happens. Yeah, you let know me tell you, you something though. <laughs> but I say all that to say people will find a reason to make you a mammy if they want you to appear one. People will find a way. Literally, I've had people chop and screw our words in order for a, in order for um a, a, in order to support their narrative. Literally, somebody will chop and screw what you said and will cut out and dismiss and look over the fact that you are saying, I ain't even said whether I support the man one way or another in order to make it seem as though you do support him and say, oh, the breakdown supports people who essay women, you know, they yeah. silly like that. Foolish. That's exactly that's exactly the problem. Mm -hmm. um, and then. Alpha Omega, uh, to be honest with you, if you're thinking about the statute of limitations and what that represents or so if you did something 50 years ago, if you stole a pack of now laters 50 years ago and they say, well, you know, we can go and prosecute him for them damn now laters he stole 50 years ago. Let's go get him. I'm like, well, you know, that was 50 years ago. Should you be able to you do probably that? You might not even be the same person. You a exactly. productive person, a, a politician. You a minister at the church, everything. You you uh, do Little League with the kids on Saturdays. Listen. Right. And so, um, yeah, I thought it was something decent to bring up, especially since it's social media. But whatever, child. Y'all will find whatever y'all need to do. Do what you got to do, honey. I'm going to read these super chats. Shout out to Mr. Curlin. Hey, babe. He says, it's funny how she tried to downplay looks, money, and status. But I bet you she never trade hers in to become an everyday person. She wouldn't trade that shit in. Like, the, most people wouldn't trade their privilege in to downgrade themselves. Most yeah. wouldn't. And she definitely wouldn't. Um, shout out to KP from KC5. He says, Amanda's fate is sealed. Two dogs. A man? Duh. <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> okay. And shout out to Nick Tau Javon. Do you think Tabitha Foster should apologize? Apologize for what? Say what? For what? Huh? 
Um, we're gonna interview Tabitha uh at some point, so y'all stay tuned. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we're gonna interview Tabitha at some point. We got to get Tabitha's side of the story. We don't know her side. We got to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what though, to be completely honest, Larry, and I, you know, I, I don't know, this is alleged. Um, this is why I personally went back and read the transcripts from his criminal trial. And if before I formulate an opinion, I want to be informed because literally, um, you know, and that's not to say whether it happened or it didn't, but there's an allegation of a guy. He was a foot, he's a football player. I can't think of his name. 24 women masseuse came forward and said he essayed them or he exposed himself. And 20 of the 24, he was able to settle with. And that doesn't, and I'm not saying that to say that that means that he didn't do it. But for me personally, I'm coming after you civilly and criminally if you violate me in one of the worst of ways possible. Like literally that trauma, um, I'm going to settle for uh, like, I I will absolutely take a civil judgment. um, But my first first priority is I'm coming after you criminally. Like, I don't want you doing this to anyone else. And that's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I think when you get to a point to where you you accept the money and no prosecution, um, to me, that's probably the biggest issue that I think is going to continue to arise. Like they're taking the money to after they've been assaulted. Um, they've con- some of them have continued to have uh, conversations and interactions with their quote unquote uh, with the accused. That's the way um, mm-hmm. they continue to have conversations and dealing. So it's like you make it. Ve- it's a very, very slippery slope. And yeah. it would be a difference if that was like a one time event. But that shit is even common. So mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. I don't know. You ready to get off into this topic? Yeah, let's get off into the topic, child. I had something, but child, we'll talk about it another day. Um, let's let's move on and talk about why black women are pricing the pocketbook. Y'all know what pocketbook means. Look, look, if you ain't from the south, your grandma or your great grandma from the south, and y'all know what pocketbook means. We gonna talk about why black women are pricing their pocketbooks out of the game. Um, yeah. Um, I I think this is an interesting topic for so many reasons. One of the things that I thought about when we talked about this topic was uh, Miss Average at Best. Mm. Uh, I thought about Miss Average at Best. We haven't talked about her in a long time. Jessica is her first name, I believe, um, when we talked about this topic. Now, I personally believe that as a woman, you set the value, you, you set the price for Uh-oh. your pocketbook or, you, you know. You said the price. Yeah, uh, you set the price for your pocketbook. And say we over here selling ass now. No, 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 no. I'm about to clear it up. <laughs> Let me say. Um, and or what you will um, take in a relationship, what you require and what a man has to bring. Um, so, yeah, th- that, that's what I mean. But for some of y'all, y'all, y'all set the price, literally. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But I think the market, listen, the market (laughs) determines the value. 
So that's the difference. You get to say, this is what I'm requiring. A man better have this. A man can't do that. He better come with a range. I want a, a nine carat diamond ring. He got to pay all my bills and accept my chillings. He, like you can say all of those things. You can want all those things. You can desire all those things. You can make a list, write it down, sleep with it under your pillow, put it in your Bible, all say the, the things. Prayer. Listen, I'm trying to tell you, take it to the altar with you all the things. However, the market determines your value. You can say all of that and put it out into the universe, you know, pray to the manifestation gods, but will you really get what you are seeking or are you really pricing yourself out the game and need to go back and revisit that list of requirements? Um, I think you bring about some really, really good points. Um, do you believe in the term that you get the men that you deserve? Do you believe in that? Um, do no. Okay. And I say that because some women end up in abusive relationships and I don't believe anybody ever deserves to be, you okay. know, abused. So outside that's outside of that. Yeah. 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 Outside of that. Do I believe it? Yeah. I think you get the man that you, how do I say this? I think that you get the man that your value determines at that time. And that can change. Um, you may not even like, I've seen beautiful, stunning women who are with guys that maybe don't deserve them or you would, you know, that maybe because he, he's not bringing anything to the table. He, he's a Nintendo King. Um, so I think that you get the man, the man that you get is determined by how you value yourself in that moment. So I do think that there is, you know, something beneficial. There's something beneficial in you valuing yourself and that being outwardly displayed. Um, but I think that one of the primary factors is how you see yourself in that moment is kind of what will determine. But I think the other factor, the other very, it's a 50, 50 thing. So I think 50% of how you view yourself and the confidence that you exude and how you carry yourself. And the other 50% is the market. So okay. that's. I feel like you do get the man you deserve. I, mm -hmm. I feel like if you have. If you don't have um, certain standards and you end up with a certain type of man and you continue to stay in that relationship, then that's what you deserve. That's what you feel like you deserve. Um, and if you feel like that, I don't know about you better than you. If you continue to stay in relationships that are uh, messed up, abusive, whatever have you, and you continue to do that, then in some shape form of fashion to me you've rationalized that shit in your brain and if you saying that you can't leave it's hard to leave yet whatever 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 until you leave out of bad relationships you feel like you deserve that and so to me you do get the man that you just you deserve um with the pricing the box out the game there are so many women um that <laughs> I think that want to be in relationships, but a lot of them have these ridiculous requirements and then they complain about every little thing 
and then they can't get matched up with nobody and they end up being single for the rest of their life. Shout out to Rebecca Leanne Pope and April Mason because these women said that these were things that they identified in their arena where a lot of women had so many different requirements um, for men, but they weren't really looking for a man. They were looking for an ideal. And I thought that that was interesting. Um, definitely interesting. I've seen women. I, I know women. Um, I have friends who have extensive lists of um, things that a man must have. And um, the women that I know, I know two, um, have been single for extended periods of time, but they have very active dating lives. So whatever that means, I guess that I would take that to mean that you know, the men that they're coming across are coming up short, quote unquote, by their list of requirements. Um, but I do think that, you know, I, th I don't think that there's anything wrong with having standards and requirements, but I think that it's important to, um, I think that it's important to have a core set, maybe that you're not going to negotiate with. Maybe he is, um, and typically I don't think that they should be attached to like, a, you know, trivial things or someone's physical features. I think that they should be more about the character of a person. I'll just say that. And maybe three, five things, whatever have you. Um, and then you have, a, you know, a list of things that would, be uh, that you would like uh, that would be ideal for your partner to have, but that you're a bit more flexible with. But I've seen women with rigid lists. And like I said, for the most part, from what I've seen, they've been single for 10 plus years. Um, so, yeah. Do whatever. you think because, you know, when we looked if we had to look back through our topics today and I saw a topic that we had did when we first got started that was called chronically single. Mm -hmm. And it made me think, okay, if you've been single like 10 plus years, then you uh, try to get back into uh, a relationship and you try to get back, get the ball back rolling. It's like not being in a relationship in 10 years and then going into a relationship and dealing with another personality and somebody mm -hmm. um, having requirements and standards of you. Um, sometimes I, I, it's like, I think women are afraid to not live up to that um, because we've gotten so lazy as a society of women. I don't know. Um, I do think that there are some women who are chronically single. I, and I like some women just enjoy being single. They don't want to be in a relationship. Some women do not want to share space with someone. Um, and they're just okay dating, you know, and enjoying themselves, enjoying what, life what on their percentage, terms. What but percentage of women would you say? I think that's a small percentage. I don't think most women that are single and dating want to remain single but i will say for like the women who are chronically single i think that um some of the women and even you know some of my friends included um i think that it would be challenging that for them to share space with someone because they're not great at compromising they kind of have this my way or the highway type of attitude where you know they're not really going to negotiate with anyone regarding what they desire so yeah there's that um oh, lord child nick javon <laughs> says men that beat women stay with women um i don't disagree with that i, I, I don't disagree with that at all 
And then, uh, let's see, DJ Knopf said, out here setting these prices. Meanwhile, House been sitting on Redfin for 20 years. Um, the thing is, too, um, I don't know, you know, there's this crazy thing that I see on um on TikTok and it's like be delusional like it's telling women like you know be as delusional as you want go after what you want the sky is the limit be delusional be delusional about what it is that you want and i you know some of the women that i come across i question like are they in this state where they're just being delusional like they don't seem to like time is not something that they're concerned about as it relates to being in a relationship and to be completely honest i'm not advocating for a person to get with somebody who just does not do it for you that does not have you know any of the core requirements that you find important to a partner because i think that that is kind of um i think that that is setting that other person up for heartbreak so i'm not one to advocate for that i feel like if you're not coming across the man that you want to be in relationship with then you should remain single um but i do think that you know time is not a factor for some of these women they're not rushing and you know i don't know that i, I would blame you and blame them in the sense that um, because time is not on their side as it relates to their youth, they should just hop into a relationship with someone for the sake of hopping into a relationship with someone. But I do think it would benefit them to ask the question, are you pricing yourself, are you pricing your pocketbook out the game? Is that what is keeping you chronically single? And if you're not happy with being single and you want to be in a relationship, one question you should be posing to yourself is, are you pricing yourself out the game? And if so, you know, what do you, what are you going to do about it? Um, a lot of people are um, satisfied with being able to do that. And now it's becoming, uh, oh, excuse me, uh, shout out to uh, TSI because she said that she was saying that marriage isn't a modern thing anymore. And it, to me, it's going to be one of those things. Uh, you're seeing single people against married people. Um, I think you're going to have um, people saying, you know, oh, it's a wife. Oh, you're like, you're basically a slave. Like, it's not an honorable thing like it was at one point. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm starting to uh, <laughs> see. I just looked at red with it. Yeah, I was trying to block it. I guess somebody else was trying to block it at the same time. But um, wait, what 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 was your last point? Because you were saying something that was very important. <laughs> Girl, you know, I don't know. Shoot. Oh my gosh. Um. <laughs> oh no no no. Seeing so many women. Oh my gosh. Um, an influx of women, and I think like this conversation has sparked back up because the woman who's gone viral that was talking about relationship is not beneficial to women. Um, marriage is not beneficial to women and she's made several subsequent uh, videos kind of highlighting you know why she feels that relationships are not beneficial to women um, and to that I say why 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 deal with men I mean I guess just to have your needs satisfied um, it, I also pose the question of like who are you? 
who are you partnering with? And I do say that some of the onus is on you because if you didn't see that this was a perpetual child, if you didn't see that this was a man who came from his mama's house to your house that was expecting you to be his mama, like what did you have on blinders? Because that's not what I know. I am telling you, I know active men like you know, my brother braids his daughter's hair. Like my, like I know men who, like I was talking to my husband last night and he was saying, um, he has, he has three children and there was never a day that he did not check their homework. Like that, but like there, what he, like the men that I know play a very active role. I don't know people who, are just doing nothing, you know, only, well, and I won't say nothing because she did say that all men do is um, essentially bring home the bacon, you know, pay the bills. But after that, the woman is also expected to contribute to the bills and all of the domestic labor falls on the, the shoulders of the woman. And that's just not what I've seen. And I know, I know that, it, that it exists, but I wouldn't even partner with someone like that. Why would I partner that, with you? And why that, would I have kids with you? That's my point. You, you get to set you get to customize your relationship. Mm -hmm. And then when they talk about like the men that they've had to come home and cook and clean and uh, wash dishes, wash the kids, have sex, give head, you doing yeah. everything under the sun. To me, you more of the pick me than I am. Shit, you the one who... <laughs> If these were the bulk of your relationships mm -hmm. and you don't feel like you were getting anything out of those relationships and you were being ran through like a slave and he was running your ass and running you just running you running through you, mm -hmm. then to me that makes you more of a pick me because you didn't know how to set boundaries. Hey John, you know what? Let's let's map this out. Let's cook Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Let's cook Monday through Thursday. Absolutely. On Friday, um, you cook. On Saturday, we can order out. On Sunday, it's a free-for-all. Whatever have you. But you mm -hmm. get to customize your relationship. And then when you say that these men did this, that, and the third, you don't... It's like women don't take um, any responsibility for shit that they've allowed in their yeah. relationships. And That's I don't what understand you permitted that. to happen. You permitted somebody to sit back and do nothing. You, it's like she gives examples. This woman, oh my gosh, now that she's gone viral, she'll say, okay, imagine you're going on family vacation. You come home from work. Like you've convinced your husband after begging and pleading uh, that you, you, guys, you guys need a vacation. He finally agrees. So the night before the vacation comes, your husband comes home. You, um, after cooking dinner all day, after immediately getting off of work, you don't even get to change your clothes. You wash your hands and you go right to cooking dinner. Um, you cook dinner all day. You serve the kids. You, you serve your husband. He's sitting in front of the TV watching a game. You bring him his food, bring him his beer. You serve the kids. You don't have time to eat because you still have to pack for six people, including him. He steps out of his drawers. You pick him up. You put, like she's literally <laughs> you know, doing these narratives about how awful marriage is. And I'm like, who the hell life is this? Who life is this? Because sis, never. Like, what are you talking about? Girl, she was the real wife because I'm like, damn. You know, when you're managing a household and those chores are going to be never ending. And depending on the size house that you have, all it's some it's some shit that's always gonna need to be cleaning. That's true. Like, so I'm like, sis, uh 
she was a real good woman because I'm like, damn, girl, you know, girl. (laughs) I'm going to tell you something. Myself and my husband, we don't have small children. However, if we did, there would be no doubt in my mind that the labor would be divided equally. I think that we, I would, I think that we would, our challenge would be like, I, I, I would want to help the kids with their homework. I would want to, you know, help the kids with, um, you know, school projects. And he's going to want to, too. Like, I think that we would be fighting over helping. Like, our kids would have an abundance of support. Like, that's not even something that I, you know, even give consideration to. In addition, I made sure that that's why I said I believe in seeing a person in all four seasons, because I can assure you that everything I do in this house, my husband can do without me. And many of the things he can do better than me. I know if something happened tomorrow where I was sick. I'm not going to be hungry. Like this man will, you know, rub my feet. Give me a pedicure if I need it. He will bathe me if I need Like this is, I, I chose a good man. And, you know, I am I know he's not one of one. There are good men out there. I know Thanks. good men. Girl, I got one. Uh, that's what I'm saying. You know, come on. <laughs> you know, these so, are anomalies. It was interesting because I'm like, damn, um, me and Curlin do have small kids, but mm-hmm. if you are in a good relationship, then you know that some things aren't going to be balanced all the you time. Right. Sometimes you're going to cook more than you want to. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to have to clean up more than you want to. You know, like you wash the dishes and then somebody go and put some damn cook something. Yeah. Listen. Um, they know so, when the kitchen closed, when you turn that light on over the stove and you hang the um, dish rag over part. the thing, <laughs> the kitchen Girl. is closed. And, and so I'm sitting there and I'm like, um, then when you get into relationships, are you getting into relationships to where you really like the person and you want to see them mm. happy and you don't mind being a servant to them. You don't mind serving your man. You don't mind fixing your man a plate. Your man uh, hungry as hell. He come in the house. He get the big piece of chicken. You have mm-hmm. women that will sit here and argue your ass down. Well, ain't shit wrong with your damn hands. I work too. You need yeah. to go in there and fix the day. But I'm like these, the way she was talking, it was from a very weak ass position. And I'm like, if that's been your experience for relationships, then you haven't been in anything reciprocal. You have yeah. been a slave. You have been, they didn't use your ass. Absolutely. Absolutely. And for you to allow it and sit up there and partner with someone and remain in the relationship and move and move into a marriage, say yes to a proposal, have children, not one, but multiple children by this person. <laughs> when you know dang on well, he wasn't even helping you when it when y'all was just dating. He no. wouldn't even, you know, um lift a finger to help you when it was just you and him. Like that means that something is off about the vetting process. But I'm gonna tell you something. I don't believe that most black families that that's how it is i don't believe that most black men is sitting back and doing absolute i know some you know i know some i will say that but i don't think that that's the majority of black men like in addition you know as they say um the study from the cdc that indicates that black men are active fathers that black men are helping with the homework that black men are helping with activities that black men are involved in sports like with their kids come on that part um shout out to jay the conqueror he says lol these women be thinking that marriage is gonna be like homer simpson and march love yeah um 
yeah, because I'm like, where the hell y'all getting these concepts from? Like, don't nobody should. Okay. Um, shout out to Andrew Wilkins again. He says, women only deal with men because they're demon vampires. They feed <laughs> off men by making them miserable. Oh it's a form God. of validation for them. <laughs> Notice women always have way more exes than men. Oh my gosh. Not the, Andrew, not the like, demonic why? vampire ish. <laughs> this fool here. I, I mean, you know, I, I, I do, you know, I guess for me, when we talk about the topic of, of women and them pricing themselves out the game, themselves out of the game, um, it's interesting that, you know, a woman can come on this platform and multiple other platforms stating what a man has to have. And one could beg that the um, expectations are, are unrealistic because you essentially want a man that's well above average, um, despite the fact that, you know, you come with your own baggage, so to speak. And when we say baggage, we're talking about, you know, children and baggage can mean more to children. It could mean that you have traumatic relationship experience. It could mean a multitude of things. But um, you have these expectations that a, a man must do this and must have this. And, you know, these are my requirements. He must accept this and yada, yada, yada. I want to be spoiled. I want a new car. I want my nails done every week. I want $600 wigs. And I hear a lot of people telling women that their relationship, their, their expectations are unrealistic. Mm. But, you, you know, there's this whole debate on social media that is essentially saying that what men expect in a marriage is unrealistic and it, it, re, um, it translates into a relationship that is not beneficial for women. And I just find that very interesting. Honey, very, very interesting. Do you want to drop this link, though? Yeah, we could drop it for a bit. Because, um, girl, yeah. I could go and drink me a little Amarillo sour. No, 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 no. Let's drop the link for a bit. And sit <sighs> there and look at Curlin and, uh -uh. and rub Curlin's feet. You can do that then... in a bit. And for, for the meantime, I do want to ask you something, though. Uh -oh. Um, With inflation. Now, we're talking about Black women pricing themselves at the game. But with inflation, don't. Black women have every right to increase their their rates. Don't black women have every right to increase their expectations? Shouldn't black women now more than ever be expecting a man who is making over six figures, who is financially astute, who has all his ducks in a row, who is, you know, a renaissance man, so to speak, because they're saying we're heading for a recession like no other. Is this not a reason for women to be pricing themselves higher than standard? Um, I think that if you, if the median house price in major cities is over $400,000 and the name of the game is survival, the name of the game is survival. I think that certain things certain aspects of physical physical appearances i feel like a lot of women should put to the side um you can change a man's clothes you can get his teeth fixed you can do that um but if a man exudes good character and he doesn't know how to dress or you know he has a funny looking haircut all that shit can be changed if we get past that i think we'll be fine but they could require a lot but you know like i said the the 
the name of the game is survival. And what are you willing to do to survive? What are you willing to do um, to make sure that your kids are safe? Um, a man is your first line of protection. When you say that um, black women are, when we say that black women are the most um, unprotected, it's because we're the most unmarried. And that's like, get married, do figure, figure something out because you know, people be, we be talking shit like, oh, winter coming for everybody. But, um, you know, uh, women aren't meant to go into battle and yeah, child, it, it's going to be rough. So I, I'll say, um, a lot of us do need to put a lot of physical, uh, shit to the side and, um, yeah, get with them. So, um, and I get that, like putting the, you know, physical things to the side and maybe, you know, maybe that is the you know response to pricing themselves out the game or that's how you revise your list of standards and requirements you remove the things that are solely focused on the physical and you focus more on you know character development you focus more on um you know assets and whether or not this person is going to be able to protect you and to provide and if this is really a man of sound character and you know good moral standing as opposed you, to focus on the trivial things but you know what um i think their mentality um, is something else to behold. Black women's mentality nowadays is so, so much different than what it's ever been. And I think a lot of their mentality is also pricing them out the game. Um, mm. Yeah, the way their mentality is and everybody wants to be sisterhood. And then this is the funny shit. Mm-hmm. They these bitches talk sisterhood on this goddamn internet and then get off the internet and do the same shit that they would accuse us of doing that we probably ain't doing. That's the shit that's funny yeah. to me. I call cap on a lot of that sisterhood talk because of the fact mm. that you will hear people promoting the sisterhood and say that they're part of the sisterhood in one breath. And in the next breath, they tearing down a black woman like she stole their man, literally, uh, you know, assassinating her character, talking about her family, you know, talking about her physical appearance, uh, you know, um, um, actually creating false narratives about her, twisting her words, making all type of content about her, but you so pro-sisterhood. Black women who literally are minding their own business. So I do call a cap on the whole you know, alignment with sisterhood. I think that that has become just something catchy to say. You're literally, um, people are saying it because it's a trendy thing. I don't even know if they understand the true meaning of sisterhood. So yeah. There's that. I, I want to say something about that. Y- y- y'all get it twisted. Y'all think sisterhood means something like meaningful. You know what the black female sisterhood is? It's yeah. like, you know when chicks just twerk for no goddamn reason in the middle of nowhere and an up and black girls play the camera, yes, get a girl, and they smack her on the ass. That's mm-hmm. a form of sisterhood. You see how they I get agree. together yeah. and they all in good moods. And they, Whenever it comes to shit that don't matter, that's when you have a sisterhood. Like coming that together to do exactly- girls tricks what it is, Andrew. And that's why I say they don't understand the true meaning of sisterhood. A lot of black women think that sisterhood is big up in a black woman, no matter what she's doing, no matter how detrimental it is. Like literally, yes, girl. Yeah. Like they think that that is sisterhood, not understanding that sisterhood involves protecting your sister and 
sisterhood involves being loyal to them. Sisterhood involves elevating them or pouring into them so that they can elevate, sharing knowledge with them. You know, like you, you literally will protect the image. My sisters, people that I consider my sisters, my family, my friends that I've met that I, that have become sisters to me over the years, I will protect their image at all costs. Never am I going to slander them online, make up stuff about them, make up lies, Sex. twist their words. Like I would never do that. Right. Absolutely. Um, shout out to Mr. Curlin. He says um, buyers dictate the market. They can set their expectations to what they want. Doesn't mean anyone will go. Mm. Absolutely. I that highlighted works. that earlier. Absolutely. But yeah. I think too, like the thing that when we talk about black women pricing themselves out the market, the one thing we haven't touched on about that is the fact that black women are not paying attention to their competition, their outside competition. Like, especially with Bro Curlin talking about how, you know, essentially buyers dictate that. If the buyers understand that I can get a better buy over here for less, then you have to also take into consideration your competition when you're setting your rates, quote unquote, or your standards and requirements for the purpose of the conversation. But you also have black women who have said that they are unwilling to compete. Why should they compete? The man should just mm -hmm. see them, want them, and don't think about anybody else. The man should pursue them a certain way. Um, the man should just be everything that they want in the package of, of a man. And so, you know, what competition? Um, if there's competition, I'm not participating. For what? Now, keep in mind, these bitches are going to compete with each other for bags and shoes and lashes and extra lashes and extra lashes. <laughs> They're going to compete with that shit. But then when it comes down to somebody that's actually able to protect you and provide for you um, and to help, then, you know, it's a problem. Oh, I, I don't compete for men. Um, I would never go do this for a man. I would never do that for a man. You know, so it, to me, it's like... Well, we see why you're single. We see why you'll continue to be single. Uh oh. Mm, I said it. Hey, I like to say something about that. That's good, Andy. They they create false competition they shouldn't create. Now you see when a brother like Michael B. Jordan was with the Latina chick, we don't even know if he was smashing her. They were talking trash. But when Lori left him, yes, girl, live your life. You're only 25. That's competition. They competition is how they act on social media. You see, they talk trash about Kim Kardashian. Saying she a slut, but you don't talk about all the men that ran through Beyonce and Rihanna and Jada Pickett that we know about. See, that, that that's a form of focusing on with, with the self-made competition. Talking about what all these other non-black women do. Uh, we do actually promote and encourage like the, the, the worst things possible. Like literally, um, I, I, it's kind of wild to me for typically any breakup that I've gone through has not been a positive thing. Like the experience, I, I you know, I want to, um, you know, I have to heal from it typically. Um, and like to, to actually be celebrating the fact that uh, Lori is no longer with Michael B. Jordan and, you know, making all this content around her, uh, it being a positive thing is, is very weird to me. But I think that we literally celebrate the most, crazy things possible like we literally will celebrate a woman dogging out a man like now now we 
all say that we've experienced heartbreak. We know how awful it is. We've dealt with all of it and yada, yada, yada. And that's where the narrative of men ain't ish and men are dogs come from. But on the flip side, when a woman seems to be getting over or have the upper hand or be in the winning seat as it relates to a man, we're celebrating. Now, you knew how that heartbreak affected you, how messed up you were, how how spiteful you became as a result of it, how affected you were and didn't want to get up, didn't want to go to work, didn't want to eat, wanted to just listen to Jodeci all day in the bed and, you know, reminisce. But you're celebrating, you know, a man dealing with potential heart, potentially de dealing with heartbreak. It's kind of it's crazy. You know what? But uh, the way these savages are, you know, uh, these bitches get broke up with and be on a dick in, in a few minutes. It don't even be a couple hours. It'd be 30 minutes. They didn't called up a new guy. Uh, no, listen, no, no, no ma'am. Get out of here. Listen, um, you have some women that it's nothing. And like I said, it's so much. Everybody wants to play these games, these city girl games. Um, and don't want to face the consequences behind them. So now we see the culture, we see what's happening. Right. Um, this is, the winter is coming. God damn it. Mm. Hey, they got their little rose toys. You know, women are never single. They get it in somehow. They got oh their toys, God. so they good. Yeah, but you know what? Like I'm talking about, I guess, I don't I don't have a girlfriend that broke up with somebody that she wasn't impacted in some way. Now, I do have some that have the mindset that the first way to get over somebody is to get under somebody. But um, that 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 satisfies an immediate need. But they still boohooing about him. Dang, I miss him. Da, 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 da. Uh, you know, don't want to see him with anybody else. And, you know, yeah, like but, you know, nonetheless, you do have women that have that mindset that I'm gonna move on by going to sleep with somebody else or what what have you. Um, yeah, I just think that it's a sign of how debauched we are as a people. And it's real unfortunate. Like, I'm gonna tell you, my faith in my people is decreasing day by day. <laughs> like my no, faith that we'll get it right and do right. And, you know, um, that we will be, develop a communal mindset and look out for one another and be united. And, you know, like, baby, it's, it's waning. Really? Yeah, absolutely. It is. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not you a minute. Like, Yes, I'm conscious and I will also always love my people. I always, you know, support them. And I always hope in the back of my mind that we get it together. But I do also have to be realistic. Like I see too many examples around me of black people engaging in debauchery, of black people, you know, rejecting any notion of, um, you know, community of black people rejecting any notion of building together and, you know, all the things that would benefit us as a group. I see too many examples of white or black people pushing white supremacist talking points and showing that we don't value each other in one way or another. Like I'm, you know, an optimist and it took, that's why it took me this long, but I ain't a fool. You know, I, I mean, I, I realize that in my lifetime, I likely won't see black people come together as a community, do the right thing, um, you know, stop with these divisive talking points and, you know, um, denigrating each other on public platforms. And like, I know in my lifetime, it's a high, there's a high likelihood that I won't see, you know, any of that. Hey, Rose, can I bring up one quick example of sure. that? 
There's this one girl, I don't know if y'all watch FNF lately, but I like the format how they have the girls on the after hours. This is more chill, less drinking. They get to have more conversation. Now, there's a 32-year-old chick. She a dancer and a fitness girl. Tall in shape, not bad looking. You muffled, you know, Andy. Can, can you hear me now? That's better. Yeah, and, okay. And she's a dark skin, and she's 32, and she's trying to figure out why she got guy friends. But no one takes her serious, right? So she finally got a boyfriend, right? And one night, her and Fresh hung out, and she got it in with a girl. You know, girls, it's nothing for girls to hook up with girls. That's something else that need to stop for us men and women to come together. That's kind of childish how they play with this whole lesbian. I thought y'all like that. Nah, no. Just like we, we never told yeah, women. Of the women I thought that, that's what they into. No, no, no. A nah, handful of rappers told y'all that, and y'all really believe never, it. Yep. Gotta, gotta stop listening to Drake. That's nonsense. But look, she recorded herself getting, you know, from a girl. She sent it to a new boyfriend. He got mad. Now, what makes you think that a dude want to see his new girl having random, you know, whatever with a with a girl as if it's better because it's a, it's a girl that's not a guy? It's still a classist act. Until women stop this nonsense, that's another example of how black women undermine black men. Because if she had a white dude, unless she knew that white dude was in the girls, she would have sent that to her white boyfriend. But when you were a black man, you do trifle and stuff like that. She would have called her white dude and asked. You mind if I have a fling with a random girl? Not do it without him knowing and then send a video of it. Black women don't respect black men as a whole. That goes from young to 60. Because I get into it with these arguments with black women on a daily. I'll be talking to my homies and they eavesdrop on my conversation and want to argue with me. I don't even be addressing them. They pretty much all have the same mindset. You know, um, I don't even, I can't disagree with that. I don't think that black women respect um, black men, but to be completely honest, I don't think that there's a huge shift in behavior when, when black women deal with white men either. I think that black women are gonna black women no matter who they're with. Nah, when they get older, let me tell you something. It's party girls I used to get in there with. I, I got former chicks that used to do porn that used to wow out. As soon as they got them an older white man, you start saying they start covering up on their social media. They start talking different. They start reading books. They start posting their white boyfriend. But when they had all them black penises, they ain't never post a black guy they was with. I constantly see it. That's why we trusting them pro-black. Well, yeah, I can see that. But I mean, them, like, I don't think that there is a, you know, this high degree of respect that I don't think that a black woman is just changing overnight because she's with a white man. And, you know, I think I, if, typically if you're in a relationship with somebody, especially if it's a serious relationship, you're going to see a, a change or a shift in what you like their online presence. But I don't think that black women just revere white men in the way that you. I'm think. telling you, they do. Bros, I've known too many, especially I ain't trying to be funny. I don't trust none of these black pro black bros because they just main people talking about Black Lives Matter and this, wow. this, and that. But when they get with a white boy, they admit the white boy beat them up, but they go back to him. But when they was with a black guy, oh, he was too nice. He worked too much. He didn't give me enough time. He ain't put me in my place. But the white boy used to put chains on me and whip me, so I got to go back to that. Man, He's okay. All right, Andy. Okay. What's good, Mr. Z? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, ladies? Can you hear me well? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, um, <laughs> black women pricing themselves out the game. So, <laughs> Corey Holcomb got a lot about this, and I love it, right? <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. Um, this was inevitable, right? Like, 
you know, we, we, we have women in the workforce now. Enough of them are making enough money. It's a, a critical mass. It's not the majority, right, that are making more than their male counterparts, regardless of race at this point, right? And there, what we understand is that women are more educated than men now, um, especially when you get under the age of 40. Not only do they have more degrees than men, they're all, they also have higher degrees than men when you get under the age of 30, right? So that's more master's degrees, more PhDs. Um, they're graduating more attorneys. Um, and at some point, the math is not going to work in women's favor. And I think we pretty much are there now, <laughs> right? So women are going to price themselves out the game. And when we say out the game, let's, let's do the math for people, the social math. All right. So if you're a black woman, you're saying that black men are not on your level. Okay, granted, fine. Black men are not on your level. And then the majority, the vast majority of non-black men are in check-in. Okay, because we live in a white racist society. Cool. Anti-black society, colorist society. All right. These are your words. Fine. And then, you know, um, you also say that the majority of the country is homophobic and transphobic and all this other phobic. Cool. So how does this math actually work? <laughs> like that's what pricing yourself out the game looks like, right? When we do the social math, that would explain why some of y'all have homegirls that have been single for a decade, right? Because no man's good enough, right? A handful of white dudes are on that level economically if you don't give them the white pass, right? Just because they're a white dude and they make the same as, as, a, as your typical black dude because they're white, you give them a pass. And then once again, not enough women want to engage in same-sex relationships and eat in the vagina. So that's what pricing yourself out the game look like. I I don't know. I mean, I I I often um, talk about the median income for men, and then people say uh, SBE, right? So I mean, like, yeah, I'm 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 on the explained side of SBE, yes, <laughs> right? But you know and I what, think. Though? And a lot of what you pointed out isn't necessarily wrong, like black or women in general and black women, you know, specifically, um, there's nothing wrong with them to me, you know, seeking, getting promotions and, you know, seeking, um, you know, uh, high level degrees and things of that nature. There's, uh, you know, advanced degrees. There's, I don't see anything wrong with that, but I, the problem to me is that, they then um, don't want to work in partnership or in concert with their male counterparts. Um, I think that you know the problem in and of itself is not the fact that they are challenging themselves to um, you know reach higher limits and to 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 um, you know push past their goals and they're they're having these you know higher goals than they've had in the past. I don't I don't see that in and of itself as a problem. I think that that's a positive thing, especially living in, in a capitalist society. We're battling inflation. So if they, you know, did those things with the concept of partnership in mind, uh, it could be very beneficial for families in general. That That's true if that's the goal. But, you know, as a child of black immigrants, let me be very clear. Most of us ain't doing it for none of that. We don't have no bigger, larger social understanding. And this includes some of my ADOS friends that are high ranking, right? We really doing it for bragging rights because our parents said, if you don't do this, you ain't getting shit. <laughs> right? So let's call it thing a thing. Many of us do not have no freaking idea. It, it ain't for the black community. We ain't doing it for none of that. We doing it so we could drive that big ass Lexus LS 450 or 460 now. Right. That's what we're doing it for. We're doing it so we could go move in to white neighborhoods and then send our kids to those schools and then get mad when our son come home with a white girl on prom. Right. Like that's what we're really doing it for. 
So like that, it's a, it's you know, a display of status. It's yeah, that's really what it being is. Being able to travel and being able to have the house and the car. You're right. That is true. You know, and and but that comes out once again. What what a lot of this pricing yourself out the game. And I and you know my younger sister is literally going to graduate um, law school in December, God willing, right? So I'm not against education. I myself want to go back to school. So I'm not against that. What I'm saying is, if at, when when you're when you come out of nursing school when you come out of law school, when you have your PhD and whatever, right? I'm a PhD. When you have that, and then now that becomes the standard at which you judge men, that's cool. But if more and more women are graduating, what we know is what 60, 40 split now, is college enrollment with men and women generally, that's not even just black men and black women, that's men and women generally in America. Then women are more likely to graduate college than men are. So if we're going into college at 60, 40, let's say by the time we graduate, it's what, 65, 35? So you continue that year after year for a decade, two decades. And if that was, that's if the number just stay frozen right there, what they're seeing is that the trend is that in the next decade, it's gonna be 66, 33, women going to college and men not. That's gonna eventually translate to money. Yes, men still make more per capita than women, in interracially and interracially, right? Like other races also. Eventually, that's gonna mean something when it comes to income. And I don't know how, how that's gonna work for women in general, because if we're if we're in a society that's trying to, to lower the race barrier, which I don't really believe, but whatever, then that means you're in the open market and everybody's competing for those top tier, pretty much white guys, but top tier men in general. Right. So that's Asian women, Latina women, black women, gay black men, um, gay white men, whoever, all competing for that top 15 or so percent of mainly white dudes in America. Like how like once again, that, you're pricing yourself out the game because it, like you said, it's not about character. It's not about drive. It's not about any of that. It's a it's a particular lifestyle I want to live. And like that's been informed by some hyper capitalist, you know, middle age and older white men. 50 years ago. And that's the life I want to live. I want to live in this neighborhood, drive this car, have this type of husband. And if you can't fulfill that, then I don't want nothing to do with you. And I think that's perfectly okay. We live in a free society, but that does cost something when 70, 80% of your female population say, I want that too. And if I can't have it, I'm going to be the same as you. All right, cool. So if well, we talk about like <laughs> solutions, would a solution be mm -hmm. for black men to seek more advanced degrees or black women to stop seeking advanced degrees? And I know mm, that's a good I question. know we're just mm -hmm. speaking, you know, hypo in mm -hmm. hypotheticals and it's not gonna happen, but just for out of curiosity. I mean, I would say yes, if 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 brothers want to pursue um college, please do that. Um if you want to go past your bachelor's degree, please do that. But I still don't think that's a remedy. We have to fundamentally, if if it's we're in a fork in the road, either we're gonna go back traditional or we're gonna keep on on this modern road. And if we're gonna keep on on this modern road, which I, unfortunately I think that's the road we're gonna keep on. Of if we're gonna keep on on that modern road, then that means that we fundamentally gotta rethink masculinity and femininity. Not on some, I'm not going into the rainbow flag side of the game, y'all. So, you know, but what I am saying is that these particular roles that we claim that we want, you're gonna have to go traditional. And, and what, what it's looking like is the only people that's gonna be able to play that game are about the top 20 to 15% of Americans. Everybody else is gonna be freestyling. 
right? Which means you're going to get married and get divorced. Black folks. Say that again. That's a smaller percentage of black folks. Hell yeah, it, yeah. But that's that's what it because I'm not railing against capitalism when I say this. When people hear capitalism and then neoliberalism in, in particular, which means market-based everything, right? Everything becomes a commodity and you put a price tag on everything. You have to understand that that wasn't just a marketplace idea. When they said that, they mean everything in your society, which means you're going to exaggerate the, the whole like, well, if you're a richer man, then yeah, you get more women and you get more access. Yeah, but what happens when we put steroids on that, right? So that means the, 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 the upper middle class and above dude will be married and have a bunch of side chicks, but that, that, that's like a vacuum sucking up all the women from the bottom and from some, some in the middle. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with that until you start having the social problems that come from normal dudes, poorer dudes, not really having that same access, right? And I, I mean, I, I think I'm, tr I'm, I'm starting to tread in some very um, <laughs> scary territory with this conversation, but that's, these are conversations that we need to have. What happens when women adopt this kind of hyper-capitalist idea about their male counterparts, then they do price themselves out the game. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that until they start complaining and then demeaning men for not doing what they want them to do. No, you're, you're the one who priced yourself out the game, not me. Yeah. I came with my 40, you said it's not good enough, then deal with the problem. <laughs> I, I do think that the issue lies in like the complaints of black women, you know, like uh, the complaints about not feeling protected. And Danny highlighted earlier that part of the reason that there's no protection is the low marriage rates. Like if you have someone in the home, you have protection, you're under the leadership and guidance of someone. In addition, you oftentimes, I know for me, um, partnering with my husband, it, I, I learned ways to protect myself that I hadn't even thought of prior to that when I'm when I'm not in his presence. So, um, yeah, I think that, you know, in and Can of I itself. Can I say something to that real yeah. quick? Because, OK, so the numbers, um, according to American Enterprise Institute, this is about like 2017, maybe or 2018. They did this. Twenty six percent of poor Americans are married. Thirty nine percent of middle class, 56 percent of upper middle class and above. And all that number is trending downward. Right. But the only group, notice, the only group of people that's married more than half is upper middle class and above. We're literally talking about class issues. Once again, money, right? Because it's not that poor people or middle class people have less character or they want to be married less. Right. As a matter of fact, they did a poll recently. And when they polled people under the age of 40 and asked them, why aren't you married? The first thing out their mouth was money, right? Why aren't you having yeah. children? Money. Why don't you have a house? Money. Yep. Right? So like, this is yep. not a... This is not a character flaw so much in like millennials as in, in Gen Z, the oldest of them. It's more of a class-based issue. And once oh, again, we're going to have to address societal. that. Societal, like, uh, yeah, you know, how yeah. can we control yeah. that? Like, look at inflation. You can't even afford, <laughs> a lot of people can't afford to live on their own. Their own. They're moving back in with their parents. Yeah. You have to have a roommate. You can't yeah. afford it. It's crazy expensive. Well, once again, that's why when, because, okay, outside of, you two and certain other sisters in this space that have this conversation and are privy to this conversation, for the most part, when I, because you know, Mr. Z is a sadomasochist, when I listen into all the women on the other side of the game, from the divesters and swirlers, to the level up women, to the black women in luxury, to the colorist queen women and all of them, they're not, not talking about this. Even a lot of white women aren't even talking about this, although they are a little bit more than the sisters, 
then when then then going to the video you spoke about about being delusional right and i and i actually did do a review on that also that's the delusion so what happens when you when you advocate for not living in reality and you're actually pushing women to be delusional is you're going to get smacked in the face with that reality because you cannot escape it you can only pretend like it's not real for only so long right and when you hit that reality that's when the tantrums start that's when the complaining about black men start that's when the 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 existential crisis start because you yourself wanted to run from the reality of the numbers right Mm-hmm. And that comes at a cost, unfortunately. So, yeah. <laughs> Good points, Mr. Z. You laid it out. I, I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Um, Zoe, welcome to the panel. What do you want to contribute to the conversation? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, I, I went over so many things. Um, I wanted to say, though, that, um, you know, in, re- in regards to this current situation, uh, you know, I, I think that um, a lot a lot of this, you're going to kind of just have to let it kind of like blow over. Um, you know, like I said, I, I listened to some of Kevin Samuels um, podcast, you know, in regards to what he was saying. And, um, you know, like to me, it's like with the with the manpower, with, was it not manpower, but the man manosphere. And the blue pill and them type of guys, like them type of individuals or whatever the case may be, to me, you can't really like make any heads or tails of it. Like you can't really make like any kind of heads or tails of a direction to go. And me, me personally, I I think that as far as because I, I can't really speak on the other demographic of people as far as you know, as far as what I see, but I think that as far as like the demographic that I belong to. I think that we more so kind of like need non-secular, uh, un-American approaches to fix, um, like to fix our, you know, to fix our uh, our understanding of like procreation and family and unions and stuff like that. I I think how they're trying to go about it now with the, uh, you know, moving ourselves, you know, trying to keep ourselves in Americanism and dealing with the classism and, and all these different things, we we only gonna lose like that. Like we're, we're, we're gonna lose, we can't we can't win in those things. Because like like how the gentleman was saying, like, like for instance, I, I went to my ex-fiance's, um, she graduated from NSU, it's like a HBC in Norfolk, Virginia. And that was maybe like 80, that was maybe like 90, 10, maybe 85, 15 as far as like, women graduating the men like her whole graduating class was pretty much like all women so me you know us trying to like catch up within class because like how you were saying with the degrees and stuff and how women women typically say well you're not on my level because you ain't got no degree in this type of thing now in others in other demographics like you know i don't work for arab men and we'll you know of course with white dudes and these other communities the men more so have a lot more ownership, you know, the contractors and got construction and and then the men are men together, you know, like in, in black America, it's pretty much like every man for itself. And, you know, I don't F with ninjas and and we pretty much it's pretty, pretty much everybody doing their own thing, every household doing their own thing. And with these other groups, the men is more men together, you know, they more men together and they more have pulled their resources together and everybody pretty much more bidding together. As as a as as groups of men, 
So it's like to me, we're trying to go and and deal with the mainstream. We gonna lose as a group of people because we we don't we don't have a culture now in 2022 that's really fitted or operating to win in the mainstream American society. We just we just don't have it. You know what I'm saying? So I think you know possibly as a solution is like letting this situation blow over because because you're not you're not you're not gonna fix it with like with secular solutions because like I said when you have a person like Kevin Samuels that more so speaks to his uh, you know to his um his audience and is only making corrections in the women then that's gonna turn off that's gonna it is it, it's, it's, it's not gonna it's not nothing that everybody it's not that the masses is ever gonna accept if, if I'm making myself clear. No, I agree with that. Um, I think oftentimes, and you know, we say it and people are generally dismissive whenever I bring this up, but for most of Kevin's time creating content, he was addressing, you know, black males. Um, I know the latter part of his time on YouTube, it was primarily focused on the women, but for a long time, he was focused on men and he got a lot of pushback from the men. He was challenging the men to be better. He was had messaging like as a man, you should be working 60 hours a week, no less. If, you don't, if you're single with no children, challenging them to get in the gym, you know, he was challenging um, black men as well. And, and, um, and like I said, and none of that took off, like all, all a lot of that early stuff, the Kevin Sanders yeah, talked about viral, but he still had a he had a nice following um before he went viral but yeah you're right his content addressing the men did not you know take off in that way yeah, like like you know? it's just like that's that's why I said I said when you you know with with that type of thing you kind of go like to me as far as uh, is like what's going on like I think that you you're going to have to and, it, and and like I said I I figured I started seeing it I said that at the end like when people talk about solutions Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, ma- mainstream Black American culture is always gonna have a white bottom line. Like at at, mm. at the end of the day, it's it, at the end of the day, like it's all it's because because truth be told, we we already have solutions to these problems. But the but the thing about the solutions is that the solutions is never gonna be a part of the mainstream, like mainstream Black thought or mainstream mm. Black culture. Mm. So you kind of gotta like let the let let that fall off and then the people that that can you know keep together relationships because i mean like, like i said it's just like monique right or bill cosby or any of them people when Mo, when bill cosby was talking about to pull your pants up and black people changing their behavior and all that stuff he was saying or when, when monique was saying about the wearing the bonnets and the moo's and take part of your yeah. All, all of that stuff is always going to get pushed back because at the end of the day, I'm an American. I have a choice to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, you know, you, you're not in no, um, you're not in a, uh, what you call it? Religious like, fundamental gun- country or t- something authoritarian. Right. Author- you're not in an authoritarian country or culture mm-hmm. where you can. You can see a problem with you can see a problem within the society or see a problem within the people and you can institute something to stop that in this law and it's the word and it's going to happen within the time you specify you you're not dealing with that with black it's it's okay you can yeah. tell me something and i can agree or disagree so that's why i think like i said trying to like what people say about the solutions like 
as far as like like you said with the price and not all oh, that's gonna happen because like I said I don't not not only was my ex fiance's um thing her graduating class like that when my uh my cousin graduated like like me and we just not gonna be able to keep up with that with the degree thing and the school thing that's something that that's just gone that's that's a bus yeah. that we done missed you know so let me um, read the super chat really quickly um and thank you for the super chat he says that he's poor and ugly ain't nothing <laughs> taken over here um, you at least got two dollars so you know that's a little <laughs> but i did want to say really quickly um i don't necessarily think that men should seek advanced degrees uh personally i feel like you know my degree is worthless i can do my job i could have entered into my career field without a degree and i could have still I would have still progressed likely at the same rate. I don't think that it's benefited me. Um, I can go and get designations that'll be likely, you know, more uh, lucrative for me than just seeking an advanced degree because I work in a specialized field. But, um, I, you know, the debt that's associated with the degrees, I, I like unless some you're you have a full ride or you know scholarships that'll pay for it but i i don't necessarily think it's necessary i think that men are smart for um um seeking out different fields like you know trucking or where they can have certificates and you know doing different things that don't require them to amass such large amounts of debt um, and still be able to make a very decent living. I think finding some of these specialized fields, you know, my husband has said the same thing. If he had it to do all over again, he would have just gotten a trade as opposed to obtaining a degree. But um, Can I yeah. speak to something real quick before? So, and the yeah, brothers are right. It's some, a big truck. We have to find something bigger than ourselves and our own selfish desires. And that's men and women in the black community. But I think the problem is, is that you've, we've allowed for a particular lifestyle to be pushed for the better part of five decades. And that's American and a Western problem in general, where you're, you're, you're now gonna ask people to do something that you haven't asked them to do for like five decades, which is to consider the group maybe over their own selfish desires. And I don't know if, I don't know how hard you're gonna have to turn that boat before it hits the iceberg, right? Because as a matter of fact, I think it already hit the iceberg, but that's a different conversation. But to turn that boat now or to repair it now, I think that's like a Herculean task because once again, we've been pushing it for 50 years. And the what what people see is like community and like group think as like an anchor on their leg. And if they could cut that, then they could rise to the highest heights and screw everyone else. Because the goal in many people's minds, and this is like regardless of class and race, is to be the rich white man. Everybody's trying to be the rich white man, right? Which is poor white people, black people, Asian people, Latino, everybody's trying to be that one, even white women, right? Everybody's trying to be that person. And yeah. what this brother is talking about and, and not being secular, I agree with him, I just don't know how we do it. Good point. Um, thank you, Mr. Z. Definitely appreciate that. Uh, big truck, what's good? What's goody? Uh, what you got on the topic? Okay. Good evening, ladies. How are you? Can you hear me okay? Yes, yes. I can. All right. Good, good. Okay, C. Rose, the first thing I wanted to say, I got to push back on that um, thing about seeking advanced degrees. Okay. Now, I've, I, I've heard, you know, I've, I've been through the school system. I've seen 
obviously what it feels like to actually go through the school system and also the other side, what it looks like for people to go through the school system and to come out with a lot of debt. The thing about it, the bottom line is, again, and I've probably said this a couple of times, the problem is black people in general, now I'm not talking about all, but black people in general don't have a plan. First of all, when you've got a lot of these, um, uh, how should I say? Okay, you've got a lot of these cultures who they have a plan to save up money in order to send their kids to college. They make sure that their kids are focused on getting as many scholarships as possible. Their kids get scholarships. Their kids get through school, sometimes with a free ride. Uh, for myself, my first master's was a free ride. All I had to do was be an indentured servant for five years. And I did that and I, it was completely paid off. My second master's cost me $18,000 in cash out of pocket. And I did that, no loans. My parents didn't have a lot of money to send me to uh, grad school because they themselves didn't really plan it well. But fortunately from working in finance, I was able to basically fix that plan for myself. As far as not seeking advanced degrees, Black men need to be seeking advanced degrees. And the reason why is because they will never hire you for certain jobs unless you have a degree, because that degree in and of itself removes the liability. They can't hire you. Like, for example, a black man wants to be a teacher. Black man wants to be a pilot. Black man wants to be um, anything that you know, a brain surgeon, uh, Ben Carson or something. You ain't getting that job if you ain't got no degree. They don't give a shit what you look like. They don't give a damn how well you speak. You're not getting that job because you don't have a degree. And some black men won't get the job even with a degree. You big and you black, oftentimes they still won't give you the the job. You can get computer programming certificates. You can get all type of certifications without having a degree in trades that black men can actually obtain. Like literally, um, you can be a pilot without a degree. Let let me tell you something right now. First of all, right now we have a pilot, and just pilot as general. We got a pilot shortage, number one, right? They are actively searching for minorities to fill those jobs. Trucking is a shitty job. I don't, and the problem is you will hear it from the truckers right now who are about to go out of business because of gas prices. That trucking is a shitty job. They're parking their trucks. They can't make the deliveries because it costs so much to fuel the truck that they can't make any profit. Right now, these airlines are actively looking for minorities. In many cases, they're actively looking for women, specifically black women. The problem is that's the type of job that if you take that job, you're going to end up a single black woman for a long time because no man is going to want you because you're busy flying a plane and he don't see you ever. See, the bottom line is people want to have their cake and eat it too. They got champagne taste, beer money. And the issue is trucking destroys your body. When's the last time you met a healthy trucker? I got a cousin right now. He didn't do shit in school, never graduated from college. He was a a doorman working here in Manhattan in one of these luxury hotels. I pull up, visit him, this, that, and other. He had to get off that door because he wanted a lifestyle he couldn't afford. So what did he do? At the 11th hour, he goes into trucking. Right now, he's got the license. Fortunately for him, he got himself through school. Problem is, it's hard on his body. It's hard on his time. He's got a family. He doesn't see as much anymore. Yeah, Trucking sure. is not a good job. It's not. Now, when I'm talking about advanced degrees, that even as an electrician, 
If you're not a licensed electrician, if you're not a licensed plumber, if you're not a licensed, yeah, I said plumber, trades, trades. I'm no, not telling them not to do anything. I said on, go get a on. trade. But let me say this. Let me say this, C Rose. As a black man in this country, with a country that has a policy of immigration that's allowing foreigners that already have those skills to simply come in, work off the books, under the table, and people in general will hire them first simply because they don't have to pay them as much. When you have a license, you go up there to that roof, you're going to charge more in order to pay back your license than the average Mexican that's standing at Home Depot waiting for a ride to your house to do it for a third the price. You See, here's the problem. Black people don't want to fucking compete. Uh -oh. See, the thing about it is, let me tell you something. When I wake up in the, I wake up every fucking morning at four o'clock, no every alarm fucking clock. morning. Every morning, four o'clock, no alarm clock, ready to go, ready to drive. You may have watched some of my videos. Ready to drive through this fucking traffic, get into Manhattan. I'm ready to fight these white people. Anybody who wants to stand in front of me, they're ready to get fought. Thing about it is, they don't show up. I've got no competition because I'm willing to do shit that they ain't willing to do. You know what they say, the early bird murders the worm. I mm. showed up to get my pilot's license. You're talking about, oh, they don't want to hire. I showed up to get the license. I had white certified flight instructors. They were ready to teach me whatever I wanted to know. If I wanted to be a pro pilot right now, I'd be a pro pilot. I didn't want to do I'm that. talking about corporate. You see how you twist people? Now, okay, no, 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 excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let me say this. You're talking Big about Chuck, corporate. She ain't the one getting up at corporate. 4 o'clock in the morning. Hold on, You're talking about corporate. They ain't no corporate office that's hiring you without an advanced degree at all. They don't need, in fact. You're not listening to what I said. That's not what I was alleging. Right, Go ahead, though. Rock out. All, listen, what I'm saying is if you ain't got that degree and you ain't got those credentials, in many cases, unless you're dealing with pure nepotism, they don't want to. They don't give a shit what color your skin is, unless they absolutely need somebody. But when you go into a corporate job, guess what? You don't have the job security. Look at all these corporate jobs they're about to lay off right now. Think about that. Why is it that black people? Are Why are you yelling? No, no, I'm not even yelling. I'm just. I just got my microphone on. This is how I talk. I'm a New Yorker. We yell all the time. So anyway, what I'm saying is. All of these other cultures, these people go into civil service. They are their own teachers teaching their kids. They got these jobs for life. Got a pension coming out of that shit. Health care. 180 days a year, these people are working. Firemen, police officers. Meanwhile, black people don't get the qualifications to actually get the job, complain that they can't get the job, say it's because of racism, and then wonder why these other people are taking over their whole fucking community. So if you want, no, you you look in your classrooms and you wonder why all the teachers are white or Jewish and they driving out from a different area because they don't want to be around your black ass. They want to be in this oh, segregated man. area. They don't want to be anywhere around you until it comes time to drive into your community, take your money and leave. Black people, as many times as you try to tell them, they're not even listening. They don't even want to deal with their own kids in their own schools. And then they complain when one of these white teachers says something wrong to them or makes them plank or some shit like they're on a slave ship and now they want to fire one. What the fuck were they doing in your community in the first place? Y'all ain't doing shit. That's the <laughs> bottom line. So please, I, I hear so many people saying this stupid shit. Oh, you don't need a college degree. You don't need so... a degree. Well, guess what?
Listen, I have a college degree. That's my opinion. I think that there are other ways that you can be successful. Oh, I'm in the show. I mean, I'm not I'm not the 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 when y'all going to get these degrees, I'm not saying you personally. I'm saying when your people going to get these degrees, what are y'all doing? These kids barely made it out of high school because they didn't do shit in there except play on their cell phone while they're sitting at that desk, not listening, not doing their regions, not doing Bryson, shit. Now, yeah, no, there's the oh, hold on. Oh, excuse me. You'll get your chance in a <laughs> Second of all, so these kids, what the first thing they want to do is get away as far away from their parents as possible, right? So what they do is they apply to some out-of-state school that's going to charge them three or four times as much to go to school instead of them just going to a school in their neighborhood some a smaller school getting the same damn degree they got to go somewhere else and pay tuition room and board and then they come out 30 40 thousand dollars worth of student loans i didn't do that i stayed here in the cuny system i stayed local i went to school i paid for it out of pocket and that's why i had no student i paid off my student loan 10 years ago so what i'm saying is when i say no plan people acting like they want to have their cake and eat it too all y'all gonna end up deep in debt and then, and see, I'll just say this because I'm talk about right. I'm like, ah, I'll say degree. this. Excuse me, excuse me. Go ahead, big truck, so we can move on. You gonna give me a hand? First of all, um, all these people. What I have to, what I am happy about is that this welfare state is collapsing. It ain't that easy to walk out and get those credits. It ain't that easy to go out and get that credit card or to get those loans anymore because now the interest rates are going up and those those loans are unaffordable. So the bottom line is y'all better smarten up because I understand you'll live in a different state. And I understand it's cheaper in those states. But the reality no, is not live, not where we live at, but I get live, your point. Where do you live? We're, we're um, in, New York. In, in Georgia. I'm in Miami. Oh, yeah. Thank you very much. Y'all <laughs> yeah, yeah. okay. in Georgia and Miami. Let me tell you something. The average house here, the average house here is over six hundred thousand okay. dollars. So all I'm saying yeah. is the median is four hundred for the, the median, for the yes. country. Yeah. You're right. If y'all aren't ready to compete, then y'all are gonna be complaining and complaining and complaining for a very long time. And the last dude said, yeah, these women are the ones, 95% of them graduating. All of them are deep in debt. And and Joe Biden, My he's point. never giving you no money. That, that's he, her point. He, oh yeah, so all I'm saying is, y'all should have had a plan in the first place. And in the future, y'all need to be if planning If the black better. men no had chose to lead the fucking community, never mind, go ahead. Well, no, black men did no, choose I'm, to I'm lead sure, the community. I'm, I'm y'all decided that y'all didn't want to do. Y'all didn't want to submit. Big, big truck, brother, brother, big truck, brother, brother. Y'all didn't want to submit. It, it, it's it's pricing your part. vagina out the game. I know, and the they priced subject. it right out. They, yes, you're right. They priced it right out of the game. And the thing about it is they think they're winning, and they make it seem like that they're, doing, they're on top of the world. They winning and everything. And... Later on, you find out they ain't winning so much, especially when they run out there because Pookie and Ray Ray just got killed by the cops. Oh, what did I do, Lord? What did I do? Hey, I didn't do nothing. My hey, baby didn't do nothing. I mean, baby, when I say I can't. Hey, why we bring up Pookie be minding his own let, business? Let me read the super chat. Thank you, Pookie. Be in every conversation. Goddamn. He says, he says, thanks for telling the truth. I think he was talking about the lies, big truck telling. But thank you, Dion. We appreciate you.
All right, so I, I I have to agree with some of what Big Truck is saying. What? I mean, wait, wait, all of it, all of it. Wait, say all of it. Wait, say I agree with all oh, wait, Big Truck, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Solu solutions, what the hell? Okay, so I, I do believe you don't need a degree to become successful. You really don't. But you got to have a plan in anything you do. Like, like there's continuing education classes. There's a lot of opportunities out there. You just got to look and search for them. And, and I feel like it's, it's your playground. So if you know you, like I met this lady, so I want to go into fashion, right? So I met this lady, she never, she didn't have no degree, nothing. And all she does is she resells different types of fashion. So essentially she's a buyer and a wholesaler. And she said she makes almost six figures a year doing that. And she has no degree. So that's just, that's just a prime example. Yeah, I'm not telling people to jump out the window and do nothing. I said an alternative, a better alternative, in my opinion, is obtaining a trade. I'm not telling you don't do anything. Just go work at McDonald's and you'll be a millionaire. I'm not. I mean, I feel like you could go open up a business. You can do landscaping. True. You can do a lot of things. So, I mean, the yeah, world landscaping is a, is a trade too. Yes. Yeah. So you got to figure out what you're passionate about and just go for it. That's the number one. If you're not passionate about it, don't do it. And I think um, a lot of us, we're just trying to get money quick and easy. We yep. probably don't know what we really want to do in life. And we try to take the easy routes. And I would agree with Big Truck. You Thank know, you. a lot of people don't want to do the work and then they want to cry racism. And Thank there you. are, like, like you said, Mexicans, Latinos, whatever, they come over here. And if you're not trying to do that job, they'll do it for $2 lower. Than what you. they charge it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Creative Solutions. I will say this. Um, I, I'm a person who literally has worked since I was 15 years old. Um, I, whenever I have discussions and I bring racism in the conversation, not for one second does that mean that I have not worked hard and bust my tail to get where I am. I like <laughs> two things can be true at the same time. Like I can work Later. hard. And I've elevated myself. I have a career and I am very successful and I can still acknowledge that racism exists and the role that it That's plays right. in making things difficult. Um, you know, that can happen and I can still be successful and grinding and pulling myself up by my bootstraps. <laughs> I don't know why we bring up Latinos in these kind of conversations. Let me let's let's just it taking your Latino, job. Wait, 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 wait. Latinos are a larger population in the black community and they still make less than us. Why do y'all continue to bring up Latinos because a handful of white Latinos are billionaires because and millionaires? That's a good point. Like you just said, they are the larger part of our community. And they make so less. obviously they're gonna they're gonna come in and they're gonna take the jobs that you don't want. It is what it is. And they make the point I was making is they make less. We need to really look at these groups. When y'all laud these groups, do y'all really know what y'all talking about? Or y'all going off of some old anecdote from like 30 years ago? Latinos do don't mean? make money like that outside of a handful of white Latinos. I, Mexicans I is the largest know. group of Latinos in America, and they don't got no money like that. Do me a favor. I don't know show where y'all getting this from. Show me where you're getting information from that says they make less than us. I'm working on it right now. I'm about to yeah, put it in the back chat for you right now. No, no, no. I'm gonna put it in the back chat for you right now. You gonna be working because I don't know where you getting your information from. Watch this. First of all, they don't even pay taxes. They work under the table. They don't pay taxes. They don't report the income they make. So what you're wait wait wait. wait. So big truck, what you're saying? Oh, listen, trust me. What you're saying is that 
See, so what you're saying is that a group of people that white society allows to do shit under the table that they won't allow you to do, they're getting ahead of us because of that. So black people should do the thing that they're doing so we could get caught up. But that's what I'm saying. Black <laughs> people ain't doing shit. And they're letting these did people you, come and you, see you. Did you understand what I said? He didn't understand what I said. He didn't understand no, what I said. You know what? I heard people, what you said. Hold on, real quick. Daryl, if you come back up, we'll let you speak. I'm, you know, we're we kind of getting impassioned about this part of the discussion, but I did want to hear what you have to say. Um, go go ahead, y'all. I was yeah, saying, you know, as black people, we, we need to be the one creating the businesses and we can hire them. That we've been here longer. There's no reason why we can't do that now. Black people are working like 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 y'all like to push this narrative that we <laughs> do nothing but collect welfare and that is so false. That's, That's weird so shit. Let me we, let Daryl in real quick and then okay, we'll get okay. back to this discussion because I know y'all want to chime in, but I wanted to let him speak because I don't know how much time he has and then I'm gonna read Dane's super chat that I missed. Sorry, Dane. Sex toys. All right, real quick. I just wanted to say that uh, I, I, I agreed with uh, Mr. Z's point about us needing to believe in something bigger than us or something be involved in something that's bigger than us. Um, it starts with self-love. You have to love yourself and love your community in order for any of this to work. And the fact that you're, you folks are sitting here talking about how black communities can get together, that I believe that's important. That's important work in itself. Um, the reason why, one of the reasons why I think we're messed up right now as far as the relationship uh, between black and women and go black and black women and black men goes, is that back in the past that the average man um, was seen as a catch. The average man, the the um, now the average man doesn't have an abundance of choices. The extra average man has an abundance of choices as far as his dating options and and uh, looking into the future and making a family. I've, I've had it explained to me that women don't need men anymore. Well, I think that is that women don't need average men anymore. When you, when a woman can survive on her own, that means that she has the choice based on what she wants rather than what she needs. Uh, how many women of the, the question that I have to ask is how many women of the past, let's say your, your older generation of women uh, would have had bad outcomes if they had chosen the man that they wanted versus the man that they needed. Do you understand what I'm saying? The, the man that they want is typically gonna be the man that every female wants. Not, you know, this, there's always exceptions to the rules, so don't be the all, some not all police on me. Um, the base man, the average man would be a catch, but women have been convinced that the generation before them had bad choosing skills and that they somehow settled um, you know, for the, for the average man. And what has to happen is, is that back to Mr. Z's point, the choice that we all have to make as far as coming together has to be, we're going to kind of meld ourselves to where we are currently. So if you, if you're, if we're dealing with men who black men who don't want to get advanced degrees, then there's an answer to that. If you have self-love, there's always an answer to that. So the answer to that is what the sister was saying there's a lot of trades I have, I have an advanced degree there's a lot of trades a lot of things that men can do that don't involve them getting a, a advanced degree including a lot of the tech stuff that's out right now as far as having product-based businesses that you that you advertise online as far as you know uh trading and and you know different different styles of income that aren't based in you putting your hands 
and doing manual labor. Of course, you, you're always going to want to know how to do that to survive. But as far as making an income that is going to produce a better community, as we move into the future, a lot of our options are going to be more tech based. So uh, men have to be willing to partner with women. And like the sister said earlier, the women have to be willing to work in concert and be respective of a man's perspective. As far as her explaining how her man put her in a position to protect herself in his absence better than she could do before she met him. So I, I hate to beat a dead horse, but it all starts from self-love and love for yourself and love for your community. Now, as far Thank as you, what you, you're Carol. saying about those, uh, I'm sorry. As far uh, as what you're saying Chuck, about let those... me read the super chat real quick and then I'll let you respond to him. Real okay. quick, Dane C says the sex toy industry is a $50 billion industry. Hey, ladies. Thank you, Dane. And I also saw your other super chat where you informed me that I missed your earlier super chat. So thank you. Thank you for the support. Big Truck, go ahead and then I want to um, chime in. Uh, listen, yeah. Uh, there's so many people who want to be entrepreneurs and run their own business and everything. And we already know, based on just simple like fact, that the majority of businesses that start up fail. We already know that. Right now, a lot of businesses are about to fail because of this recession going into stagflation. But here's my thing. As far as tech business jobs go, especially if uh, you I didn't don't say, have- I didn't say jobs. I didn't say jobs. I didn't say jobs. Uh, okay, all right, fine. But here's my thing. How much tech are you doing to compete with a bunch of Asians that are coming to the country doing it cheaper? But the reason why they're successful is because of what Mr. Z was saying is that they have a community-based ideology. What they're taught, what they, they right, right, even, right. even even if the person, even if the Asian, there's not, not all Asians are great at math. Let's say there's an Asian in the community who's not great at math and not great at business. Mm -hmm. He's still going to be propped up by the community and put in yeah. position to 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 own and to to flourish as an entrepreneur because no, it's more right it's more it's more, right, it's more right, important right, than the individual. You're, you're right about that, but you know what the difference between us and the Asians is? You know what the difference between black men and Asians? That's no, the difference. You know what the difference between it's black difference. men and Asians is? The difference is their families are attacked. No, no, it's no, between no, their families are what? That's what it is. I'm sorry, I'll be quiet. Excuse me. The average Asian man, the average Asian man has the average Asian man has his wife. In fact, I took a picture the other day. I was at a Wendy's, uh, and there was a a, a a Chinese father. He had four daughters with him and his wife, right? And they're just chilling out at Wendy's, right? The average Asian man looks either exactly like him or has a bunch of boys, and they're having larger and larger families here. How is the black family and their childbirth oh, Doing me, okay, 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 no, 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 I gotta address this. No, because big, big truck, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, bro. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're talking about. Before, before, before you creative solutions, hold on. Big truck, let let Daryl answer your question, and then we'll let Mr. chime in and then creative solutions, and we're gonna move on because I don't want to get stuck. Can I just finish what I was saying? If you're brief, please. Yes, I'm going to be brief. You don't want to hear it because you know it's true. These Asians, these Jews, these whites are whipping your ass. I got the chart in the back chat for, yeah, for the yeah, Asian income because you don't know what you're talking about. Don't worry. Okay. I know what talking about every time I, I to answer your question. You asked the question. You don't need to elaborate anymore. No, I think I'm he I'm understands listen, it. Listen, I've been hearing his side for the No, last I'm not done yet. I want to respond to what you said. 
agreed to allow him to respond. I, 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 I'll let, well, he told me I didn't know. So right, I, that's not what I said. Yeah, that wasn't me. Who, that wasn't me who said that. That wasn't me who said that. that. Me. Let me, no, let I, me know, I know not you. I'm talking about that other dude with the white okay. car that nobody wants. So Ooh, what you're looking at right now, you look at an Asian. When you look at an Asian family and you look at all these other families who are out competing us out competing us in certain categories, what you're looking at is the result of generational decisions. You're not looking at something that they made a decision yesterday or two families ago. This is something that that is their community has been kept intact through history and and their ability to maintain communal relationships is based on them maintaining that history we have a broken history you know that's not an excuse but i'm saying that my major point is the solution to that you have to begin with looking at the community as something bigger than yourself and that will bring us together that's the that's the only thing that kept us together in the past you know uh reconstruction all of that us looking at the the common uh, uh upkeep and the common uh you know advancement of black people is what allowed us to do all the achievements that we that brought us to this point is what i'm saying so that's the answer to what you're saying the, the, re, the what what black people aren't doing you know you want to say what we're not doing is we're not loving ourselves we're not looking at ourselves as a single community a community who is worth advancement a community who's worth consideration and compassion amongst each other that's that's the answer I that like it, so thank you so, so, it's on mr z and then create a solution back to you and, and Big Chuck, this is the problem. When y'all talk about these things in a vacuum, you don't count the fact that Bill Gates and Steve Jobs did not want to pay Americans what they were due. So they went and literally built tech schools in India so that they could short Americans. When y'all say these things, y'all act like there's not people jumping off of buildings at Foxconn because they're working them to death. Y'all talk about these things in a vacuum. They did not want to pay American kids coming out of these schools 150 a year. So they built schools in India to pay to bring them over with H1B visas to pay them 75. They got caught colluding. Whoa. By the way, illegal as shit. They got caught colluding with each other not to undercut each other when they're bringing these people into the country and paying them that 75, 80 grand a year. Wow. When y'all talk about these things, y'all talk, or oh, the Asians is doing this good, they're, they're even coming in the country to undermine you and not just black people, but white Americans too. What are y'all talking about? That's why they're doing so good. Say that, I appreciate you. Creative Solution, oh, really quick, before Creative Solution goes, thank you, KD, we appreciate you for the um, cash app. Thank you, thank you, brother. Uh, Creative Solutions, it's on you, sis. Okay, so I was gonna give an example, like Mr. Z said, um, yeah, so they do work together, and I know for a fact that they have um this call this thing called a susu where they get together every month, and everybody dumps like ten grand in, and like at the end of like that month, one person takes that sack of money, and they they go build a business or they go do something, and then next month they do the same thing all over again. So I, I was just you know, and they've been doing that for a long time. And these are just different methods, and it's because they they trust each other and they have a sense of community and a belonging. And I feel like, like Davos said, like we were broken. Like we need to go back to self love and put the community as something bigger than ourselves that we're a part of. I like it. Thank you, Creative Solutions. Definitely appreciate you. I'm going to give Big Truck a chance to respond. Big Truck, what you got? He's wrong. And it's just that simple. All of this nonsense, you're, you're talking about Bill Bill Gates? You want to blame 
Bill Gates for the reason why people aren't making enough money? Are you kidding me? So anyway, you know what? I've been hearing your side for a real, real long time. It didn't add up then, and it still doesn't add up now. Black men are busy chasing around women. Asians aren't. You know what the difference is? Asian men are married. They got families. They have a culture worth conserving. They have a culture worth perpetuating. What you got, Mr. Z? What what culture, what pieces of your culture are you trying to propose? How Silicon Valley most celebrated CEOs conspired to drive down 100 Silicon tech job Valley. engineer wages. In 2005, as demand for Silicon Valley engineers began booming, Apple Steve Jobs sealed a secret and illegal pact with Google Eric Smith to artificially push their workers' wages lower by agreeing not to recruit each other's employees. Yes, I heard your question and I answered it, and you don't got nothing else. Thank you. You didn't hear. First of all, you know, see, Rose, if you're not having children, the government looks at you as worthless. And you know what they do? They go out and get foreigners to come in and replace you. So you worthless, Big Truck. You ain't yeah, got no kids. Uh, up until I knock one of these hoes up by accident. Oh my God. I thought you were getting married to the Asian woman. What happened to her? Oh, no, no. She's still oh, what, a what, 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 But the what, thing about it is, right oh, now. Oh, so no wonder you didn't want me to talk about the Asian Asians. woman. With okay, the white thank woman? you. Well, I'm sorry, what? No, that you, white girl, that white chick is a free spirit. You don't marry them. That's a bad idea. So, you don't So, wait, wait, wait. You took the free spirit. You going to take the free spirit to Bora Bora? No, well, well, honestly, I don't know yet. When I go to Bora Bora, I don't understand. Like, what happened? Listen, listen. When I go to Bora Bora, whoever is submitting at that time is going with me. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Aren't you going in like three weeks? That's why I don't. No, 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 no. I'm not going. I don't believe shit they say. What creative? What, what do you but mean? you know what? See, he took the he took the woman that was for the streets. He took her ass all the way over to Dubai. Dubai. You see, Dubai Dubai. Dubai. That's, like a, that's like an Instagram model. That's what it is nowadays. Child, <laughs> as long as you white, the skin is right, honey. You can be all the type of hoes that you want to be. Talking about women pricing themselves out the game, you know, black women price themselves out the games because they're told that they can't be hoes, but Miss White Lady can be a hoe. Excuse me, a free spirit. You know what's even more funny? Because he'll talk about black women horribly. Oh, but the white girl is a free spirit. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to tell your ass. No wonder you don't want me talking about them Asians. (laughs) He's taking free spirits over all the way across the damn world. (laughs) Child. Oh, no, damn you, know shame. you know what, Sister George? You're absolutely right. I, should I know. Chance, I should take my chance, marry a black woman, get divorced in like four, three years. <laughs> Shit. Uh, Becky going to take you. That free spirit. Excuse me. That free spirit is part of that 80%, sir. Yeah, they yeah. weren't just talking about black women. They were talking about all women. And being that all women, um, black women are the least married, they definitely weren't talking about us with the divorce rates. They was talking about them white girls. Yeah, but go Asian, off. Excuse me. But Asian you know, what's right? You know, you know, freedom and liberation lay, lies between the legs of a white woman. So maybe they're stuck <laughs> with me in the net. Um, Jay the Conqueror says Big Trump was caught in 4K. I agree, Jay. <laughs> we are going to shut it down and have final comments. Um, <laughs> so we'll start with Mr. Z. What do you have to say for your final comments? Please, please, please. 
Look, thank you for having me up, ladies. Look, it was fun going back and forth with Big Truck, but I, I, I really detest every single conversation coming back to, you know you niggas could do better, right? Hey, um, a comment hit Jupiter. You know when you niggas could do better, right? Hey, you heard God came down? You know you niggas could do better, right? Hey, you heard there was a, another war in Germany? Hey, you niggas could do better, right? God damn. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Everything gets boiled down to, hey, you know, um, it's really your fault. I mean, we really started talking about, you know, women pricing themselves out the game, black women in particular pricing themselves out the game. I let out, a, I let off with a set of facts to explain why that is um, and how what, what I think it's going to look like in the future. It's not going to get better. Actually, it's going to get worse. Um, and that's women in general um, and men in general, because your sons are just not going to college anymore. I mean, who wants to be in, a, in an institution that tells them that everything about them is wrong <laughs> and everything about their sisters is right? So there's that. Um, yeah, women are going to continue to price themselves out the game because there's a economic incentive for them to do so. Um, the white execs oh, like the Disney execs. I just got it. That again? My apologies. No, um, yeah, but oh, I'm move out your way in like mm, 120 seconds. So like, yeah, so um, yeah, so even the Disney exec said it himself, right? So in the 90s, they they knew that if they just sold a lifestyle advertising to to young people, but the little girls in particular, these are their words, that they would garner more money because their the kids would pressure their parents into buying these things and they wanted to live this life. So those little girls are now my age, mid 30s, late 30s, early 30s. And that's why they're pricing themselves out the game because they want this lifestyle that they saw on television when they were kids. Now that they're adults, it's that lifestyle or nothing. And men are just gonna have to be prepared to you know, watch these women suffer. And, and for those of you that wanna help them out in their 40s and 50s, then you know, more power to you. But this, this is really consumerism. It's consumerism unchecked, right? They don't care about character as much. They don't care about anything. You are a utility to be used and discarded um, either for your sex or for your resources or for your ability to put a battery in their car or whatever the hell, change a tire. But th that's what that's the time we're living in. And yes, going to get your education and being the best man you can be will kind of buffer you from how bad that shit feels, <laughs> right? But at the end of the day, this is how women interact with a hyper-consumerist, materialistic society. That is why they're pricing themselves out the game. And it's not just black women. I want to re reiterate, they're just the loudest about it. I've been around enough white women, like Big Truck said, Jewish women, and they talking very similarly. They're just not as loud about it. They're way more tactful and classy. I will give them that about that, right? And I'll pause right there. Once again, thank you for having me up. Ladies, big truck, it was no real um, contention, but I do disagree with this idea that we always got to come back to, you know it's you niggas fault, right? And I'll end right there. Thank you, ladies, for having me up. All thank right. you, Mr. Thank Z. Thank you. I appreciate you getting on big truck's arse because he needed it. And I agree with your stance on why does it have to come back down to, yeah, but ninjas need to do better. Ninja, that, that, you know, it's always, that's always his, his, um, the summation of his commentary. So yeah, get him. But uh, real quick, Big Truck, before you go, we're going to have Creative Solutions. I see he put the picture back up of him and uh, his pink toe. Baby, creative he ain't solutions. with that girl no more. Uh, <laughs> she, she out here being free. Mm. I like a bird. I bet you all she do is chirp. But um, Creative <laughs> Solutions, what you got? No, she's um, a chicken head. She clucks. I, I think um, women should continue <laughs> to have their st standards high. I think it is what it is because at, at, at the end of the day, we're the ones who get told we should have chose better. 
And um, we're left with the back holding ultimately. If we get pregnant, we're left. We have to take care of the child, even though if the guy has to pay child support, our time is is we're going to be there most of the time. So we have to factor that in. So, yeah, I don't see anything wrong with it. As far as Mr. Z said, talking about we regard men as such and such and, you know. I feel like women want love, and if you treat a woman right, you shouldn't have that problem. And as long as you come correct, you shouldn't have the problem. Same thing with women. And, and I feel like men should be better at choosing the right woman. Like, if you want a wife, pick a woman who have wife characteristics, whether that is, like, she knows how to cook, or maybe she went to school, um, she has a good character about her. Her Facebook page looks pretty clean. Um, she has good conversations. Um, she, she seems like a decent person. And you get to know her on that level. And then just picking an Instagram model or someone who looks like they're they're all about fun, you know? And, yeah, that's all I got to say. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you, Creative Solutions. Absolutely. Definitely appreciate you. Even though you agreed with Big Truck in the beginning, <laughs> appreciate your contribution to the conversation. No, you brought some good levity and balance to the conversation. And I agree with Big Truck. You definitely need to have a plan. My message was never to encourage people to not have some plan for your future. I just thought that was common sense. But thank you, Creative Solutions. Um, real quick, Big Truck, hold on one second before we let you go. Um, James, welcome to the panel uh, really quickly. Before we're headed out, so we'll have you give your, uh, con your contribution to the discussion, and it'll be wrapped up in your final comment, and then we'll move on to Big Truck. No, I just thank you for having me on. Um, you know, again, I appreciate the conversation. Shout out to Mr. Z. Um, I think the dynamic is, uh, and I've always said this, you know, I think both platforms have to be well more informed before making generalizations. And also at the same time, like we have to realize um, a lot of old narratives don't exist anymore. I think we hold on to these narratives, especially amongst black men, as they as as if black men haven't evolved. You know what I'm saying? Being an older millennial, you know, seeing the stuff that happened in the nineties crack era to looking at the new generation, you know what I'm saying, generations uh, Z's. It's totally different. Black young boys and males have transitioned to different different aspects of life. And I think a lot of sisters need to realize that, you know what I'm saying? Some excuse my language, but some shit just doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, definitely agree with that. We definitely have come into the dawn of a new age. So that is a realization that we have to come, uh, that, that is something that we need to realize and accept. Um, I appreciate you hopping up and giving us your contribution, even though we're on our way out. Definitely don't be a stranger and come back and join us um, in the future. Because, yeah, it's good to have some different people on the panel join and, you know, contribute to the discussions. We love our old favorites, but um, it's good to have some different men chime in and you know add to the conversation and women too and, and contribute to the conversation right. okay no problem but big truck i don't know brother i don't know you, uh, it's kind of leery man you take you flying out all types of women but that's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> thank you james um big truck uh go ahead and close us out with your final comments okay so basically see here's the thing like 
I am not going to be like melodramatic about the, uh, the black community and this, that, and other. Because the thing about it, you know, I, I look, I study other communities. I look at how other people live culturally, how these people uh, get along, how these people work, how they keep their neighborhoods clean and safe, how they police their own communities, how they have their own ambulance services in most cases around here. And the thing about it is I always ask myself, I'm like, gee, why can't like black people have that? Hmm? Mm. And then I'm thinking to myself and I'm like, well, there's a reason why they can't have it. It's because they're determined to either do their own thing or to make excuses for every single thing that you could throw. And if the excuses don't work, it's racism's fault. And if the racism, uh, if that card doesn't work, it's Bill Gates' fault. And if that doesn't work, it's Donald Trump's fault. And if that doesn't work, uh, I got Elon Musk is doing something to me. It's like, my thing is, it's like, Bible says, you don't, you have not because you asked not. I believe the early bird gets the worm. You have not because you didn't go get up and get it. And the thing about it is, I, I cannot listen to, I can't. How should I say? I can't accept people saying, okay, you don't need these degrees and stuff. Nobody going to hire you to stay in age if you don't have an advanced degree. If you are so smart that you want to prove that you can do some work, people want to see that degree. Now, if you think you're going to work for yourself and people are just going to keep picking you, that might work for a little while. But the thing about it is that's only going to work on the bottom end. If you want to work for one of these companies that guarantees you work, get you health care, make sure you have a pension and stuff like that. You're not just going to mosey up into that. When you walk into those places, my grandma always said, you got to be doing five and 10 times better than white people. And mm. that's what I do. That's my, my grandmother was from the South. She said, you got mm. to be 10 times better, 10 times better. I'm 10 times better, 10 times louder, 10 times faster. So when I come to something, I'm taking it. I'm Get taking it right from you. Definitely so I, 10 times I, got, I ain't got no white people standing in front of me for nothing who I can't run down. It's just that simple. So I don't want to hear any excuses. But my bottom line is, as far as the black family is concerned, if you don't have intact, stable family units, then you ain't got no community. Mm. And if you... Y'all ain't even going to church no more. Church Shall used to be where you'll come and you'll get the information, sharing information. You'll wonder how these Jews and Asians and white people have all this. They telling each other, oh, you can do this. You can go here. You can get this. They have a support network. Uh -oh. Where's your support network? You're worried about black men oh. going to jail and unfair uh, sentences and everything. Well, how many of you went to law school and got a law degree. How many of you went to be a judge? My sister's a lawyer. My sister, we keep trying to tell her to be a judge. Oh, I don't want to do that. My sister's a free spirit. So she don't even want to do that. She don't want to be a judge. So my thing is, well, you're just a lawyer. You can't make the decisions that a judge makes. So who are you blaming? If you, if you don't take the job or you leave it and give it to somebody else or you let foreigners come in and take it from under you, don't blame nobody. So my thing is, y'all call me wrong all y'all want. When I'm driving in my $100,000 car up and down Wall Street Avenue. Look at you bragging, just like yes, a black person. When I'm, when I'm <laughs> picking up chicks to fly to Bora Bora. Oh, oh my God. The white White girl. free spirits. When, when, when I got free spirits in business class sucking on champagne, then she don't, don't ask me how I did it. <laughs> All right, well, very nice talking to you, ladies. 
I wanted to talk to y'all last night, but y'all were busy with that sweet life of Atari nonsense that insanity <laughs> that y'all were doing. I, I have no idea why y'all give her so much talk as if she makes You know what, Big Truck? It, it's I was not. Listening to, I listened to y'all. I was supporting you. She was, was disrespectful. Like, down. literally, on Father's Day, and you trying to act like all Black men contribute to the household is trauma. Like, I just found that to be pretty trifling and local. I don't know why anybody listens to that. You know what? Um, But this is the thing they'll highlight things that we say and take shit out of context or whatever um you can edit a video and and, and if i said it i said what the fuck i said but i looked at it like this is the mentality of a lot of women that uh is in the black community she has the same mentality as a lot of them and Sister, then Jordan, you i'm sorry go ahead go, i'm sorry go ahead no, I was just going to say, um, you know, wanting to be able to highlight those things in real time and telling brothers to be careful. You know, I thought you would have enjoyed it. It was like a ad for SYSBM. I thought you would have really enjoyed I, I, that. I was listening to y'all cover her entire thing. And the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I don't know what the man in her life that she had kids like. What I don't know what he was like. But my thing is, she was on panels with me and told me she gave up her custody to the guy in her life and gave her kids to him. She said that. And my thing is- Oh, she you, was a widower. Well, uh, listen, listen, she was on the panel with me and she said exactly that. And the other thing she said specifically was that she was a sex worker. First of all, if you're doing sex work, oh. I don't, first of all, most courts are gonna take they're going to take, uh, I'm sorry, sex worker, prostitute. Most courts Wait a minute, are wait a minute, take, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like sugar babying? Because I still think that's sex work, but. She, well, she she said sex working specifically. Yeah, but sex work is a broad is, umbrella my, term. My, yeah. you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's prostitution. But the thing about it is, if you're a man and the court sees that you're doing that, they would give away the custody to the man. So I don't know what her relationship was really like because nowadays people blame everybody for everything. But I was listening to you. What was she saying that at uh, Big Truck? We were on Platinum's channel. And and he doesn't erase his video, so they probably still there. Okay. And in fact, in fact, didn't y'all bring her on and I started fighting and arguing with her and then y'all kicked me off? I think so. Awesome. Yeah, that was a while ago. With yeah. the moment, and she was talking about how great sex work was, and I came on there. I was straight attacking her as soon as I started, and y'all kicked me off. You know how you you just show you your just ass. You just kind of over talking everybody loud. I mean, uh -huh. if we, we kicked can... your ass off, it was for a good reason. Don't don't act like yeah, we just cool. be around here kicking motherfuckers off. No no no, I, no, 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 no. It was it was for a good reason because you know I was going right for a throat. <laughs> but the thing about it is, I I just don't understand how as a black man, how do we normalize that kind of behavior and think it's all hunky dory? I think that we are um traumatized and as opposed to fixing the problems it's almost like we have so many problems that there aren't any solutions but to just let the shit fall let the cars fall where they where they may i have and a simple solution just pick a culture that's doing better than you and do what they do that's what i did that's why i got so far in life i think you have a I don't disagree with everything you said, especially about like watching other cultures and watching how they move and stuff like that. But yeah. I do think there is a culture within the black community 
that are goal oriented and get with other like-minded people. The community that I'm surrounded, that we've surrounded ourselves with, um, we live in a, 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 a better community. We, no, I'm not gonna say better, we live in a good community. I like it. Um, but we are all like-minded individuals. Everybody has goals and shit to do. And we want to live in nice houses and drive nice cars. We want to see our children in the best school districts to where they're getting the best education and yeah. not having to look over our shoulders every fucking five minutes. Absolutely. And, and we work hard and we're yeah. literally prosperous as a result. But I'm glad Big Truck stayed on and got to end it out because he added, he was able to speak freely and I under, like there's a level of understanding that I have about the points he was making that I didn't have earlier. And he did make you know a lot of sense. And maybe Creative was tapping into that early on, but I'm glad he got to elaborate and speak at length about his overall point point yeah but i i definitely um agree like it's just so much so many problems that we don't know we at this point we don't know what to do but to just a lot of people just let it fall um but you know my solution um with building community is get with like-minded people that you can see um for their works um, when somebody is a productive member of society and they produce, it'll show. Um, when people are trying to work and trying to better themselves, that shit will show. Um, when people ain't about shit, that shit shows also and you know what to do with them. So it's just getting with like-minded people and moving into those communities to where y'all want to see better and making that happen. But, you know, that's that's the only thing I can come up with. All right. Well, it was fun, ladies. I uh, hope y'all have a good night. Do y'all have to work tomorrow? Uh, yes. I work a half a day tomorrow because I got to get my hair did. This child. Um, oh, okay. Thank you, Big Truck. We definitely appreciate you. I will be working all day tomorrow. You know, kind of, sort of working, but you know, like, yeah. But um, thank you, uh, Big Truck. Definitely okay. Take care. Hey, Vibrant. Have a good night. Good all right. Thank you, Big Truck. Okay. I just I just want to say in closing, um, like I said, I'm glad that Big Truck stayed on to elaborate because I understand what he says. And I am of the mindset that we as a people, we as a community absolutely need to do better. I don't necessarily like the comparisons because other um, cultures that have come to this country have not had a tenth of the struggles that we've had. Like they came here willingly with their culture intact in and of itself, in addition to, uh, you know, them coming here under different circumstances. When we talk about the black community and what we haven't built. Um, I think that, you know, we cannot have that discussion. What Mr. Z was saying, I feel like Mr. Z was adding context to the conversation that wasn't previously added. And we have to have the full conversation if we gonna have it. And when I say we have to have the full conversation, we can't talk about and not acknowledge the communities that black people have built and have been burnt down, have been turned down, have, I mean, have been torched. Um, lakes have been built over it. You guys know about a few of them, but if you do your research and study, you will be astonished by the number of black communities that were destroyed, prosperous black communities that were destroyed. So we cannot ignore that. In addition, there's literally 
um, a group of 19 people in Georgia that purchased 90 something acres of land to build a black community. And they're already getting all type of pushback and the community has not even been built. Like we literally are faced with a lot more obstacles than other groups who come here and they, um, you know, assimilate into the society and they build, build their own little um, communities within a community. They don't have the same struggles that we have. That does not mean that we shouldn't push through fight, do everything we have to do to ensure that we have our own communities. And, you know, I understand that there will be a myriad of benefits to come if we can do that. Um, and I do agree that we need to challenge ourselves to do it, despite the obstacles that we're up against. So I just wanted I to a, add that little piece. Go ahead, Danny. I got a question for you, because what I've noticed about the Black community is that we're not all on the same page as it comes down to um, comparing ourselves to other societies in a lot of black men are on the mindset now that, okay, this did happen however many years ago, um, we should be able to move on now. And it's interesting because you have black men um, saying to other black men, okay, yeah, that shit did happen, but I was able to do A, B, C, D. You mm -hmm. should be able to do A, B, C, D as well. Even though I think Big Truck did come from a little bit of money. Um, Mm -hmm. You have seen other black men pull themselves up by their bootstraps and say that they should require that they are saying they require the same thing from other men. But um, when we talk about the racist society and the system that our people have experienced, um, it's interesting to see how other black black men doesn't don't give any credence to that and saying basically yeah. get over that shit and we need to move forward. Um, there are people who are still alive that remember the terrors and the trauma associated with some of these things like Seneca Village and like Central Park was built over a black community. In addition, like the um, highway system in the U.S. and how it was literally intentionally routed through urban areas and destroyed black areas, black communities, not to mention Lake Lanier and multiple other um, lakes that were built on top of black communities. That is the result of that is a trauma. There is a trauma response to, to going out on your own, to building something outside of the structure or communities that exist. Literally, people are hesitant to do that because some people remember and those that don't remember those that don't remember or those that weren't alive sometimes that trauma response is passed along they're taught like you know you don't do certain things you they're taught to essentially be scared to live so to speak and live independently of the greater society and as a result you know people are a little bit hesitant i say we need to get over that push through it do what we got to do it's worth the sacrifice but in regards to your question I think that there are people who feel like I've accomplished certain things and so like, okay, but the exception is not the rule. I am a very accomplished woman as well, but I still understand the struggles that black people have to endure. As it relates to getting a trade, there are a ton of trades that you can get. Having an advanced degree is not the only way to be successful. And yes, there are ways you can get an advanced degree without uh, being saddled with debt, but literally being an electrician, um, you know, going into aviation, you know, 
like there are a ton of different things that you can do as long as you have a plan for your life. An advanced degree may not be the way for you. You may not really like school. That may not be what you desire. Like people are talking, I mean, and yeah, we are entering into a recession, but even like they, they tried to say, oh, well, Mexicans, own, Hispanics own more um, businesses than black people. That is not true. The fastest growing group of business owners uh, during the women. pandemic was black women. Like, come on, like y'all, y'all don't want to give credit where it's due. I get that you're trying to, you know, deliver a message, but let's not discredit each other in an effort to try to say we need to work harder. Hell yeah, we need to work harder, but that doesn't mean that we haven't made strides in certain area, and that needs to areas, and that needs to be acknowledged. Great point. Great point. Oh, yeah, but this was a, a hearty discussion. It went places that I didn't even imagine. And baby, it was a good one. So I enjoyed yes. it. And I'm glad that everybody who came up came up. Like I wish Daryl would have stayed up. I wanted to hear his last comments, but I'm, I'm glad that he contributed as well. And, and you know, Big Truck has some very interesting things to say, but I was liking them as he was giving him the smoke. I don't know why. Big Truck is such a bully. I be liking when people. Why y'all? Big Truck ain't no bully. That's baby, old, that loud uh... voice bullies me and I got a loud voice. Child, y'all was competing today. I was like, damn, I think he had you concrete, child. Somebody had wrote in our comments. They was like the lady with the loud voice and then the other lady. I was like, <laughs> they was talking about you. <laughs> you know damn well. <laughs> I can't stand you. me in the comments like, can Concrete turn down her mic? And Listen. you know what? I, I turned it down. Like, it's just me. I'm loud and I'm sitting right up on Child. it. Really and truly, it's I unplugged my mic um, because I don't be like, I don't like to wear my um, my headphones because it's tight on my head. So I unplugged my <laughs> mic and that's why I'm so loud as oh, of late. I was going to say, if you took public speaking, just say that. You know, Shut nobody's the hell tripping. Up. I, I have to. <laughs> you know. It, we know. Yeah. But anyway, thank you to those who um, super chatted us as well. And thank you for our cash app, KD. We appreciate you, brother. Yes. Um, this was good. We got some things coming up. Y'all better stay tuned because, baby, we're going to be making some interesting changes and modifications. And yeah, um, yeah, I'm excited. We adding a third member. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you have not hit the like button, please hit the like button on your way out. If you have not subscribed, sub what, what you waiting on? Subscribe because you're going to miss something and you're going to miss something good. And then they're going to be talking mm -hmm. about it. And then your ass going to have to watch the replay. And it's yep. not as fun when you see it live in action. So keep that mm -hmm. in mind. But we out. Peace.